Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Young Minds Podcast. On this uh, very cool episode, we very sit down. Inspiring very episode. inspiring, yes. We sit down and talk to uh, businessman Alana Evke. Future mogul. Yeah, future mogul, entrepreneur, philanthropist. Uh, this is an incredible, incredible interview. I've known Alon for six, seven years now. I've personally been in uh, multiple businesses with him. I've learned a lot from him. He's he's only 22, and he's he's absolutely killing it in his businesses right now. What he's doing, he explains everything, um, and he also, you know, he talks about how he became such a you know number driven person and just. And he's disciplined too. And yes, he's, he's in. He's articulate. He's disciplined, and he Jesus knows Frank, where he wants good to looking. go. He knows where he <laughs> wants to go, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and to hear people like that, especially because I, I don't know about you, but me, I orient myself around people who are either doing something that they really don't care much about, but they're great people and they're awesome energy to be around, or they're super fitness and health oriented, oriented, and they have that same type of discipline, but. It's towards that, right? To have someone as young as him so into making his career slash income so important to him. And legacy. Legacy. Legacy and like having that perspective and that foresight for the future. Having that next to you here right now is like an orb of positive energy. Like it's just so – it's so inspiring and it's contagious, right? So I went upstairs and I was like, dude, I can't thank you enough, you Mm -hmm. know? everything that you've talked about and the way that he presents yeah, himself. and he's very open about everything. He tells us, actually, he just had a a business crumble, like, a week ago. A mm-hmm. business where he had 70,000 members, and it was shut down, and he, he talks about that and gives us the full inside scoop and the people who stabbed him in the back. So yeah. it's a very interesting story. Overall, if you're... If you think you're into business, and you hear this story, and you think you're hustling, and... <laughs> that puts you down then you, you know you have some you could get some you could get some knowledge from here this is a very good episode yeah it's definitely inspiring it's not going to put you down but uh <laughs> you know i see what you mean though honestly if you're starting anything on your own and you're not following the typical path the school path and you want to make something of yourself and you live in the united states where it is possible fucking man this is the podcast for you there's a little sprinkle not, of inspiration this is not our typical podcast because it's not health and fitness oriented i tried to plug some of it in there and then it just kind of got swatted because we were so no, it deep it, it didn't get swatted bit. but it was like i felt it i yeah, liked it right and i was like i'm trying here <laughs> i can say something and you know all business all just full-fledged just it's knowledge that you're gonna want and it's real um it's, it's real. real it's not it's, sign up for my marketing plan yeah. and no. Look at all my people making money. Yeah, no, no he's a great guy. So uh, without blowing him up any further, <laughs> we are going to roll into the intro. Enjoy, guys. So you graduated from school but still have no idea what the fuck is going on? Good, because that was the point. Now you're just another mindless pawn in the system. But luckily, you stumbled upon the Young Minds Podcast where we tackled the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life. All right, sexies, it's now time to dim the lights, sit back, relax, and open up that mind. And before we begin this journey, we kindly ask you to keep your hands and feet in the craft at all times. And while you're at it, leave us a beautiful review on iTunes or Facebook. Thank you. Right into it. Oh, so that's it. This is your first live podcast. Alon, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome to the studio, homie. Yes. So, so over here... I want to start, you know, we have to start by, like, bringing it back to childhood, right? Yep. Like, how did how did this money-making machine come to be? 
How did this <laughs> How did this kid who's only 22, 22, right? Yeah. How can someone be only 22 and be so driven like you are? So, I want to you know, I I've, I've heard stories of you growing up and how you grew up and with your with your dad having his own business and you know, how you side by side with him learned everything he knew and then surpassed him if if you can say, right? Mhm. So let, well, let's let's start with that. Where'd you grow up? How you weren't born here, were you? No, no, I was born in England, and I wouldn't say surpassed. You know, now we're like partners, and we're doing everything together. Um, more, of I guess, I look at it as like the social media, because now you're you. using like the new way. Yeah, definitely. Of you've evolved from everything. Yes, that's a better disseminated word. Disseminated from the mm-hmm. dad. Evolved from like a young Jewish boy, a <laughs> <laughs> grown Jewish, Jewish man, a young Jewish boy from England. Yeah, the UK. I was born in Yorkshire. Hull, to be exact, where there's about a population of 30 and You're nothing kidding. to do. No, this is more than that, but oh, it is not. I, like, <laughs> I would have believed you. I would have been like, no fucking way. <laughs> Could have ran with that. It's like a like, few families and like 30 drunk guys at a bar. Well, I would have believed you because my, my, where my cousins live in France, it's a village with no stores and it's 400 people. Yeah. No stores, nothing. You have to drive a half hour. So I would have believed, you know, 30 people. Yeah. I'd love to go there one day. Terry Grandma makes that pasta. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead, continue. continue. <laughs> anyway. Uh, born in England, didn't spend much time there, maybe half a year, and then moved over to Israel for a few years. Nothing crazy. Aunt was born. Um, my parents lost everything they had in Israel and moved to America for a new beginning. Um, when we came to this country, we were piss broke, you know, like zero. Um, Dad didn't know English. Uh, my whole family, not just our side. Um, no no money, no English, uh, no anything, just um, trying to the daily grind you know trying to make 25 bucks to bring home and buy meat so we could eat um kosher meat that is of course of course <laughs> yeah I could, one day i couldn't bring steak over your fucking house i was like damn it i can't bring steak I'm when we live together yeah. 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 yeah i was like wait why can't i bring meat he's like nah dude this is a whole story i was like you know what i'm just gonna fast i'm yeah. fasting this day fuck it <laughs> we're kosher for any listeners it's yeah. uh you know that's a lot more. Was that into. kosher, what you just ate before? Yeah, pasta. It was just pasta. Penny vodka? I don't know how this works. Penny alla vodka, no prosciutto. No prosciutto. Okay, so then it's like vodka sauce. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. So, All um, right. All right, I'll take it. We, I don't remember where we moved exactly, but I believe um, my dad, his brother, scraped up enough money to open a small factory in Windange, and we lived in that area, maybe Iceland Terrace or something, and it was me, my brother, my dad, my mom, and Joy was just born. So how old were you at this point? If, I, Joy, if Joy's born? Joy's born. I'm, what, four or five years older than Joy. So, uh, so I don't know. Five, six? Yeah, something like that. Um, I may, or maybe like two, three years past, and I was like eight. And uh, we moved into this attic, all five of us. It was like no bedrooms, no nothing. It was just all five of us sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And, oh, sure. um, and it was so difficult back then that, uh, that me and Aunt um, would go down to McDonald's and uh, scrape up the change we would have and buy... Uh, buy um a fish fillet because that's what was like kosher you know oh, like, we could have fish and it was codfish at the time um so we'd buy a fish fillet and then we'd go up and i'd be like hey you guys put cheese on it i'm allergic to cheese you know and they'd give us another fish fillet with no cheese and that's me and Ant's meal there's the start of your fucking mind yeah. going yeah and uh <laughs> negotiations yeah negotiations that's it and then um i would pick flowers bring them to school 
and uh, try and sell them to kids. And nobody wanted to buy flowers. Everyone thought I was like a fucking idiot, you know. And, <laughs> and, and the principal calls me down one day and she's like, why are you trying to sell flowers? And I was like, my mom's in hospital. She got hurt really bad. I need money for her medical bills. And she well, gave me $50. But that was false, right? It was It was shortly thereafter. It. it was like, no, before it was true. She got hurt years before. And I just kept playing that role when I was in elementary school and just collecting money from the teachers. I love that. I love. I relate so heavy to that because I remember when I was in fifth grade. I, I uh, so when I was in fifth grade, we did jump rope for heart. Remember that? I remember yeah, that. I remember jump yeah. rope for heart. So they would give you this purple little packet, this pretty little packet. And you'd sell everything. Yeah, so you'd have, like, tiers. So, like, the first tier, uh, no, like, tier five would be, like, lowest, right? Tier five would be, like, I don't know, some, like, a jump rope and, like, a fucking, like, Chinese finger lock. <laughs> one of those little Japanese fingers. Like, yes. stupidest little shit. And then as you worked up, you got, like, an Xbox. Like, it was just yep. a scale of things. I was like, okay, I want to do this really bad. And I tried doing it legitimately, like going door to door. And I was like, wait, these people are giving me cash. Like, hold on. Hold on. The wheel started turning. I was like, okay, hold on. So we're going to, we're going to make up our own little log here. So what we did was we took that purple sheet that had all the prizes on it and had the explanation of what we're doing. And then I, we printed out me and one of my friends, we printed out this white piece of paper and we put a frame around it and we were like, we want you to, so for everyone who donates, you sign your donation and this picture will be framed and put into the school where we live you lied? Uh, where we work yeah complete bullshit. Okay, got it. <laughs> and so we were like if if you donate you sign and then we will have this posted on the on the wall so we just went back from house to house to house to house to house just collecting three dollars here five dollars here ten dollars here three dollars here five dollars for a very long time for about like three weeks and we ended up making about 275 dollars each wow at, at fifth grade and we were just Huge. i mean we felt like assholes but kings at the same time we're like we're getting over on the system and that little entrepreneurial seed that little american way it was planted it, dude when you're young because i mean i come from a family of, of not family of my father's is very big into sales like he just loves to sell and he taught us at a really young age and i can see that, that uh well right now it's a, he's in the car business got it so he does i mean that's the most like ruthless selling negotiating mm -hmm. but i used to see that as a kid growing up and i was like dude i need to make money somehow how do i make money and like he used to glorify the selling process and i was like i want to do that shit too so we started doing that and it sounds just like that where you're just like ah oh, give me money give that's me money it. give me oh, for the false cause but like it's a very nominal amount of money yeah so it really wasn't like i didn't feel like i was doing much wrong but but look, man, I was taking that money home for food, you know, like we were yeah. eating with that money and it's not like we bought things. We would go to the supermarket or go to like Toys R Us and my mom would take us there just to see the toys, you know, and yeah. we would like, we'd be like, mom, can we get it? And she's like, next time. They just told me the story like last month. I can't, I didn't even remember this. And they're like, next time, every time they would take us, they'd say next time. And then eventually me and my brother would go down to uh Toys R Us with mom and we'd be like, we're going to get this one next time. And, uh. And we'd just be really excited for next time, you know, but there was no wow, next time. Wow, that's, that's, that's crazy. My mom just told me that story. Both my parents are laughing about it. From Yeah, I couldn't imagine as a parent how that must make you feel, man. When yeah. your kids are like, next time, and you're like, yeah, and you're just in your head, you know, you're like, fuck, you know? Yeah. That led to me stealing a lot, you know? I Did would, you? I would steal and sell things, you know? I would, I would steal little things, you know, racers and stuff like that and sell them on the bus and little bullshit, you know? But mm -hmm. then, then you grow up and... uh and my um my parents, thank God, were so frugal and saved as much as they could that they ended up buying a truck, you know, a um, a van, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the time, we were still living in that attic. And um, my mom worked at a mattress store, and she would give all the mattresses to my dad to deliver with that van. So he would slam out the van, deliver mattresses, collect tips, save money, and eventually bought a box truck. And um, and they started a moving business while my mom was in the furniture business. And, uh, and one thing led to the next. Long story short, they ended up saving up enough money to open their first store. My dad had a moving business, uh, moved on from that business, but he still had the trucks. And uh, then they opened another store. And back then, the economy was doing well. Um, and I was grinding online. You know, I started my online hustle at 12. Um, selling furniture because I had access to all the catalogs. And back then, Wayfair and Amazon weren't dominating the industry. They weren't in furniture yet, so it gave me room to play. Mm-hmm. And um, everything everything I do or did, I definitely owe to my parents, you know, and uh, what they instilled in me and um, and what we're doing now together is uh, it, we're partners, you know. I'd, regardless of what it is, it's... Um, I see them as my partners. If I make a billion dollars in the next 10 years, I'll buy a skyscraper in Manhattan and my parents are my partners, you know, yeah. because because uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, at the end of the day, who are you sharing this with? 100%, man. Couldn't agree more. Right? So um, Now, I want to talk about, too, um, you said at 12 is when you start your online hustle. Yeah. And I remember I read your book because you are a published author. Yeah, thank you. And, and Yeah, I know. I know you love to... Like just show that right. <laughs> I have that little published author badge on your chest. Yeah, it's, I love it though. I love it. Um, but explain because in that book, it's a it's a fictional. It's a fiction book. It's a fiction book, but it's kind loosely based on you. Yes, about this kid who's seven, ten years old, and he's trying to make money, 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 and he grows up, and he's he's making all this money, and then he finally gets to the end, right? And yeah, right, how does it end? It's a big mess. At the yeah, end, it's a big mess. But I mean, they, everyone's got to read it. But now. you kind of yeah, yeah, in the mind of entrepreneur. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but when you were 12, you started hustling, and then you bought your own M6 Yeah. at 16 or yeah, 17? Yeah, huge mistake, but yeah, I did But it. let's yeah. talk about that, because that's a lot of money for a 16-year-old to buy himself. Definitely, and especially at our school, right? Everyone was like, what the fuck, man? You got yep. an M6. I remember, a- I remember. Yep, and you were a senior at the time. I was a senior, and this little motherfucker was rolling in an M6. And we didn't like each other back then. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't know each other. I didn't know you. You didn't like me. Because of your girlfriend. Because of my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Well, she would she would taunt us and be like, my boyfriend's going to beat the shit out of you. And we're like, fuck that kid with his half sleeve. I didn't, and I didn't know that she would like oh, talk man. shit to them with me, like yeah, about me. One so day we dumb. meet, I'm like, dude, brothers. You know, like, <laughs> we hit it off. And, uh, man, I don't even talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, I don't want to know who that was. So at 12, um, I, uh, I would go to my parents' store to see them. Um, from 12 to about 18, 19, because uh, without work, we never saw each other ever. You know, it was morning to night work. That's it, my house. We co- they come home, it's, we're talking business, nothing else, you know. We don't know anything else. Nobody cares who has what, who's doing what. We just care about work, you know, on our plate. Um, so I would go to work with my parents, um, and there was all these catalogs. And I was like, you know, at the time, I didn't even have a cell phone yet. You know, I got my cell phone at 13. Um but there was a desktop, Microsoft computers, right? You guys remember? And of course, the big white box. That's it. And there was no Shopify back then. I had a black one, a Dell one. With okay, a, okay. With Dude, a, remember uh, Encarta? Remember Encarta, the encyclopedia? I don't even know. Yeah, it sounds Encarta. familiar. Encarta. Yeah, it was like the one on, it wasn't even online. It was just a disc, like an encyclopedia disc. No mm, one remembers Not that? really. Oh, man. People don't remember, remember that either. You could lock your chair, by the way, if you want to stay up straight. I kind of like it. Okay. So, swagger. um... 
so I had access to this uh, computer and all these books and I'd called the companies from the books and I was like hey uh, I want to sell your stuff online and they're like go, go for it we don't care you know we don't care where you sell just sell it and um, is that like, funny well, how different it is yeah. now <laughs> yeah. you have to have so much legal work and paperwork and permits and yep and EDIs and transferring data and everything it's totally different they'll shut world. you down so quick now yep MSRPs have to be on point they they document everything you're doing um, it's like you got the FBI on you remember when we had that little venture but anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. And they would, uh, they didn't like how we were so below price and we would sell more than most people. Oh, yeah. And then they came on to us because the competitors would complain and we had to shut it down. Yeah. What we'll talk this? a lot. Of, we, we, Alana and I started so many businesses together. Yep. A fucking handful. Well, we'll talk about it. So uh, I, I just opened this website under my parents' name and, um, you know, opened it. Aunt and I at the same time simultaneously opened a business called Taze Inc. at the time under my dad's name. He didn't even know. You know, we just like, Dad, what's your social? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I found a social card and wrote it down <laughs> and I opened a business. And, um, <laughs> and straight hustle. Yeah. And uh, he found out like, a, I don't know, eight years later, but I took care of it. Anyway, what I did was I would uh, list these products um, that I could send FedEx to go pick up at the time. So I would list a chair. Right, and it's a chair, and it's sold to us for fifty bucks, and it's thirty dollars delivery to us. But if FedEx goes and picks it up for us, um, they didn't know that I was shipping it to uh, a customer in Ohio, and um, FedEx would go pick it up, deliver the chair to Ohio. It cost me forty dollars. I sold it for one twenty, you know, and I made twenty five dollars after processing fees and all the bullshit. Um, and that was it. And I just kept doing that and doing that and doing that. When I turned, uh, I don't, I, 14 or 15, I made like $80,000 um, myself. I did like 400000 in sales that year. And uh, so I also thought I was hot shit, you know, because of course I would walk into school. Because not only with all the money, but you were a New York State champ wrestler. No, not definitely not a champ. I was just a good well, you, wrestler. You were like, didn't you compete in the States? In the Not, not States. Na I went to nationals, but I got... I got beat up a little bit, you know, but I was... Well, regardless, he was a really good wrestler in the high school, in the district. So, you know, wrestlers who are 16, 17... Think they're all cocky hot as shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. So, and um, <laughs> so now I'm making a lot of money, you know, for a kid um, and for a grown adult because, I, you know, most teachers would be like, you're not going to get anywhere um, if you keep up with this attitude. I'm like, I'm making more money than you, bitch. Yeah, you know? for real. Don't tell me where I'm going to get it or not. Like, I have a clear understanding of what I'm doing. You know, teach me how to do my taxes. Yeah, um, right? It's something important. So, they would... What, what would they... I mean, look, at the end of the day, it was, it was important from some <laughs> teachers what they taught us, but others would just be like, no phones in class! You know, and it's like, I'm working in class. You know, I was on my phone with dealing with customers. Mm -hmm. um, but I saved up, and instead of uh, buying a house... <laughs> Um, I bought an M6. Uh, that, for people who don't know, is a BMW. <laughs> yep. It's the sport model of a dope model already. Yep. Uh, coupe, four-door? It was a convertible. Oh, so it was, the, oh, convertible. it was actually the only one. 650, right? No, no, it was I an mean, M6 uh, convertible, two-door. It was sick, you know, not a crazy down payment. Financed the rest um, under my mom's name or something. And uh, had a like a $60,000 car, you know? And I had a nice lifestyle. I had a girlfriend that you remember yes, went into yes, yes. college, and we I'd spend a lot of money on just bullshit, just having a lot of fun. And thank God I got that out of my system now because I'm extremely frugal. And um, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that.
did the same thing. Yeah. At 16. We were very similar. I didn't even know much about you until now. I spent all the money I saved on a Subaru. You on did? On STI, yeah. On a WRX. And it was like all my money went to that. Then I put and performance And people keep putting mods. money into it, right? Dude, I kept putting performance mods after performance mods. If I had all that money now and just saved it, it would have been way more than what it is now. You, you see, you're, you're way smarter than I am because you understand all these cars and everything about it and the performance mods and all that. And I'm just like, what's an expensive car? You know, that like, people <laughs> oh, think you didn't, I'm cool. You weren't and even into it? That's people like are like, a... how much horsepower? I was like, I don't know, 450. You know, I throw out a number. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Until now, I have no idea. They're like, what, what, you know, ask oh, me shit. specs yeah, on the car. He's never like, known much about cars. Oh, damn. Till this I day. remember uh, your brother, Anthony, makes fun of you because of that, right? Yep, he knows. He's him. like, you like these fucking cars, but you don't know anything about them. <laughs> I was like, the roof comes off. <laughs> <laughs> People stare. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm a businessman. It's it's my you know that's where my head is. Finance numbers, uh, business. There's you know? no need so, to know about cars anymore. Anyway, so I have to say, because um, Alan and I, how long would you say you and I have been like business partners? A total of three years. No, we've we've known each other since I was 17. No, no, I know known each other, but how long have we done business together? Right, three years. Four years, yeah. Three Four years, whatever it was. Three years, you're right, because then we separated last. Separated year. for a little bit, then came back. Um, I have never met someone as smart as this kid when it comes to numbers, when it comes Appreciate to negotiating, that. when it comes to just creating, like making clients, making the sale, making the effort, working hard. Like it is absolutely incredible. I got to say, like Thanks you are, so much. and it, and it shows because now look at what you're doing. Now we'll talk. We'll talk about that later once we get through the timeline. But you're killing it. You're I absolutely killing that. it right now, and you're only 22, which I, you know, said before. So now let's paint a picture. It's 2014. I just started like working out, getting buff, right? And uh, I start building the Instagram because it came out in what 2012. I don't remember. Right? Instagram came out like 2011, 2012, I think. So it's 2014. I'm one year in college, and you're a senior in high school, right? Yep. Yeah. So. So. At this time, I was kind of like thinking that I want to do something in the fitness industry. Basics athletics. Basics athletics. That's what I thought of because I didn't think of the title yet, but what I had was like, okay, there's something going on here. Cause I remember people always come up to me and they're like, yo, Justin, how do you have so much energy? Like what, what is, how do you have, how are you so happy all the time energy? And I'm like, honestly, I focus on my basics. And I always say your basic necessities in life was your, your body, your nutrition and your mind. Right? You solidify those three and you're unstoppable. So with that, I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what the, f I didn't know anything about anything. So then I remember you hit me up on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, let's, uh, you want me to represent a brand, right? At no, first? no, no, no. I saw that you were starting something and I was like, your energy is so powerful that like we need to talk and I want to know what you're doing, you know? And, yes. and then we met up. And yeah, yeah. start talking about basics. And at the time I was working on a drink brand. They shit on me so hard for that name. They yeah. still make fun of me to this day. Like basics athletics. No one wants to be fucking basic. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but that's the not the, that's not the point. <laughs> I was, I was I was like, that's right. not the point. Oh man. Now I know why it ended. <laughs> well, no, it, it turned into vital performance. Vital, okay. Mm -hmm. That was the start of vital performance in 2014. Yeah. So where you are 19. I was, uh, or 18. I was 17 at the time. You were 19. Five years ago. Yeah. Fuck. You were 17. I was 19 little kids knew nothing and yep. we started we taught we taught ourselves how to build a website yep we taught ourselves uh we met with first of all we met with not tommy hilfiger his, his brother, brother andy hilfiger andy hilfiger we met with him owner of star branding he works with j-lo and all of them so we uh we secured a, a fucking meeting with them which is yep. incredible mm -hmm. uh showed him our stuff and he just put us off 
right? Yeah, kind of. He's we like, kind of yeah, we just got like. Poof. He's like, let me introduce you to my friend, my manufacturer. We're like, okay, cool. You know, who actually is the owner of Lifeguard? You know, the lifeguards at the X. You know, the yeah. red, oh, the red okay. hoodies, yeah, yeah. Lifeguard. Yeah, they, they manufacture that right in Brooklyn, right? Yep. They have a, I don't know, like a three hundred thousand square foot manufacturing plant in yeah. Brooklyn, and uh, they kill it. You know. So we created a brand called Vital Performance. It was supposed to be uh, sports apparel, athletic apparel, actually. Yep. And we made everything. We we the logo we trademarked. It was the first time I trademarked anything. Well, I, I feel like it took time until we got there, right? Like we Yeah, were, we didn't trademark right away? No, I feel we like didn't. we did. I was at the time working on Phi, and I was like, yo, I don't have time to work with you guys on this right now. And then we were still in that beginning process where we started working with FIT girls, Danielle and um, oh, yeah. Nicole. We, yeah, we brought in some uh, designers, like graphic designers and clothing designers yep. from FIT. And we had no understanding at the time of Adobe or anything, right? Or nothing, Photoshop. Nothing. We could have done it ourselves easily, um, like based on their drawings, but we didn't know, you know, so we spent money on a lot of things we sh- shouldn't have spent money on. But yeah, uh, That's how you learn. So I, I worked on this drink brand at the time, which was my vision, man. It was my passion. I worked with Arizona Iced Tea. I, um, I was dipping all my money into it. All my savings were going into this. And, uh, and at this point, me and Justin were talking about basics athletics. At the time, it was still his thing, really, him and Matt. Um, and uh, and I just kept working. Not, not Matt, oh, okay. but you know. A, a different oh, Matt. This is a kid it. from okay. high school. Got it. Um, like, no <laughs> and uh, I I put so much money into it. I'm ready. You know, I'm done. I'm like FDA approved. I got the packing. I've got all the designs, all the flavors. Flavor testing. Done. I remember doing the flavor testing. Like a year of flavor testing I had there. Um, and... I get to the next step and it's like, hey, minimum order for this bottle is 99,000 pieces, you know? And I was like, well, well, how much is that going to cost me? You know, because I've just put into this like $65,000, you know, in a year and a half of my life. Um, I'm done with online. I hated selling products online. I didn't, once I turned like 16 and a half, I hated it. It was over. I'm done. The furniture, right? Selling furniture online. Customer service, all their bullshit that... Amazon stepped in. Wayfair was killing the game. You know, like Overstock.com started dominating everyone. Um, prices were dropping on shipping. People were getting smarter. They raised money. I'm a still a kid at this point. I know nothing about raising money, yep. you know, um, at the time. And uh, I was like, what's cool? Beverages. I like fitness. Um, you know, not as much as you guys, of course, but <laughs> I like fitness. I like drinks. Uh, I like the industry. So I stepped in and I became friends with the owners of Vitamin Water, the owner of Arizona Iced Tea. You know, I met a ton of people. I flew out to Cali to work with the, you know, like the labs, the people in the labs and um, the chemists, whatever you call them. Um, and uh, and that was it. And then I ran out of money and uh, I had to pull a plug on it. How much was that order for 99000 I don't know. Like I think you said it was like six. Oh, 150? Yeah. I thought it was like 80 or something. No, okay. it was, maybe, maybe it was 80. I would have brought my total investment to 150. Mm, and uh, there you uh, go. I was like, that much money. You know, I tried to raise money and people like, give me all these questions. Like, have you proven the model? Have you this? What's the, you know. Business plan and everything. Yeah. Well, let me see the business plan. Let me see this. Let me see that. And I was like, and then at the end of the day, when I gave them everything, nobody wrote me a check. You mm. know, it's like, you're still a kid. You know, you got plenty of time. And I was like, no, no, I spent all my money on this. You know, like I need to make this happen. Yeah. And, um, then I lost all that money. I was like, you know what? It's all good. I got this new business with Justin, uh, Vital Performance. I'll get back online so I could keep making some money. Let's launch this, and I th- this will be a success, and I'll go back to the drink. And mm-hmm. um, that never happened. But, <laughs> <laughs> we, but yeah, we so tried. We, so at, like I said, like 17, 18, and then me being 20, 21, we just went all in on building a brand. Yep. 
the rest of my money cleared yeah. out. So he took a loan and I took a loan and we put together thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and we fucking uh, went to the manufacturer in Brooklyn. We had to make all this clothing. We wanted everything, man. We wanted we wanted like the hoodies, the leggings, the t shirts, the men, the women, the sports bra, the we were like, let's make a fucking brand. Like we want a brand. Yep. So stupid us. We take thirty thousand dollars at young age and just buy all these clothes. We had no you know, clue what we were doing when it we comes had, to we clothing. No sales. We didn't know clothes. We were over ordered. You know, we did we just had no understanding. So of- do you remember the night when we got all the boxes? Yeah. Just- we took <laughs> We took his dad's uh, box truck, yeah. massive box truck, drove it out to Brooklyn. Oh, and then we got fucking stuck mm-hmm. for hours. That's what I thought you were going to bring Drove it up. to Brooklyn, backed the thing up in the uh, loading dock. These guys load boxes, dude. I, ha- I have to a picture top. somewhere. Fill up this box truck. I mean, how big is the box truck? Do you know? I don't remember. No. It's, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. Fill it with boxes. And at this point, we, were, we had an apartment in Hempstead, and it was a basement apartment, no bigger than... This whole apartment. Then this. This whole downstairs. Yeah. Like without your bedroom. Got it. You know, just the down here. And we bring it. To, we, we, we're in Brooklyn. They pack it. And all of a sudden, the truck's not starting. Yeah. And it's just, we're like, fuck. They're like, no. Not starting. Not starting. We're trying to rig it. Didn't. Did, was it no, me or you that ran it? It wasn't off? not starting. The, the dock. You know how it has a lowering yes, dock? Yes, yes, yes. You know how like trucks yeah, yeah, has a little metal it. part it flips back. It wouldn't go up. It was on the ground and it wouldn't go up. The engine to bring it up was was fucking not working. The battery was dead. That's what it was. The battery was dead. But something with the hydraulics, you had to hit the it. The hydraulics and then it went up. So, bro, for hours we're trying to get people. We're trying to call, and then uh, wasn't I? Didn't I have something with making sparks? Wasn't yeah, we I, like, had drilling we had something. The... The sawzall or something. We had a sawzall, and I was like, if I cut this, I can get to the wires and rewire it. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> fucking grinding metal away, and sparks are flying everywhere. And we cut it, and then he went to touch it, and it didn't work. And we're like, <laughs> and then we got in a f- um, big fight with, uh, right around the block was a uh, a mechanic or a tow yep, truck company? A mechanic. A mechanic. And he's like, he's like, I'll come help you. Yes. Justin he said he'll come there. help. He helps us, fixes it, jump. No, no, no. All he did was jumpstart the battery, right? Is that what he did? He jumpstarted the loading dock battery, got it up, and then he's like, okay, that'll be uh, 300 bucks. And I'm like, whoa, bro, you said you'd just help us. He's like, yeah, you think I could do this shit for free? But like, you're Brooklyn, dude. You think I'm going to do this shit for free, you know? We'll come over here and help. Do you know who I am? His boss rolls up in a Cadillac. everyone starts rolling up. Cause he's like calling people, and we're just like, bro, we like, don't need. We're like, we, we don't re- even have money on this. Remember, yeah, he's yeah. like, he's eighteen and twenty years old. You know, we're small, yeah. little kids, and we're like, yo, you just like, we asked for help, you just helped us, and like, we ended up paying them, right? Yeah, I, I was like, I'll give you twenty dollars, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, no, it's three hundred. Because this argument was going on for like an hour. Yeah. We, so because he wouldn't let point, us leave, he blocked us in at this point. Yes, so now it's Cadillac. Either, either yes. we're gonna fight. Or yeah. we're going to pay him and leave or call the... You know, like, the police wouldn't help us a big, uh, you know, but it's yeah. Brooklyn, figure it out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> scrap. Because I think that he said, he, like, we... I think there was a cop down the block, and he's like, you know, figure it out with an invoice or something. I don't remember, but I ran one way to, like, I guess talk to his boss, and you, like, ran upstairs to get Joel, remember, the manufacturer, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were... Such it was a shit a show. But so then we get home. That, well, real quick we paid 20 bucks 40 bucks whatever something it was. like that okay we get home and we just unload all these boxes in the basement well, we're boss, so his, excited his boss sorry justin his Go boss ahead. shows up his boss like what's going on you owe him 300 dollars, and we're like yo we're 18 and 20 man like we just 
we're not not from around here. We just asked for help, yeah. He said he'll help us. And he told him what he did, and he's like, take 20, the 20 bucks, man. It was like five minutes. He like got at the guy at the end, and yeah. we gave him 40, I think. I don't remember. And um, and then they left, and we drove back. Yeah, so we get back to our apartment, little, little basement apartment, and we just unload all these boxes, man, everything. Because mind you, there's there's minimum quantities you have to buy, right? And then when you get a green hoodie, you have to get a certain amount in small, a certain amount in medium, a certain amount in large and XL. And then if that hoodie comes in blue, also, you have to get all those sizes in blue. And it's a minimum of like 50 each size. So we have, what, bro, we had so many boxes. Because we worked with a major manufacturer. That was a big mistake, you know? So then, so then we're, we're fucking hyped with the Instagrams going. We started, uh, we paid a porn star $400 yep. to promote our, uh, you remember the wa- uh, the boards, the wave boards? What are they called? Not wave boards. Hoverboards. Oh, hoverboards, the- hoverboards. Oh, hoverboards? We yeah. did a fake, we did a fake giveaway, right? Uh-huh. We're like, giveaway, hoverboard. All you got to do is like follow Vital Performance on Instagram, tag us and whatever, some bullshit. We had um, the por- a porn star with 2.2 million followers. We gave her $400 to post our giveaway for 12 hours. And dude, we got so many followers, so many people. And then we ended up just like faking the winner. We gave it to uh, someone we knew, but who wasn't like connected to us. And he yeah. took a picture, like, "Yeah, I won." And then we just took it back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but dude, we were like grinding. We were so man. young, just grinding, selling. I think we made a total sale. So it lasted about a year, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on, it lasted a year, and uh, we made a total of like twelve grand back. I don't remember something like that. I don't remember everything about it, but I remember we had to figure out how to make money real quick to pay back the loan because we were yeah, dude. fucked. You know, we got into an industry we knew nothing about. We were trying to sell it to stores and stuff. And I mean, we got into LA Fitness, but it's not like getting in. You know, it's like they'll take some and on consignment. It, yeah. yeah. And um, and if it doesn't sell, like you're fucked. And if it does sell, like pick up a few bucks. You know, low margins, low. You know, not high sale volume. If you're not a killer online with clothing and have a killer yeah. brand, uh, I feel like we were in there at the right time. But we with just the wrong fucked up the time. way we did it. Definitely there in the right time. Yep. Definitely. That was the time because when Gymshark started. That's when shit like that was yep. going off. Because I remember Gymshark. I remember when I was trying to buy stuff on Amazon. I saw the Gymshark thing. I was like, it looks so like Gymshark. What a stupid ass name. And it was on Amazon. And it wasn't a big brand yet. And I was like, this is a stupid brand. Like Gymshark. I was like, they have a cool symbol though. I like that little logo. But I was like, if it says Gymshark, I'm not buying it. Wow. And then it just exploded. Live Fit was going crazy at mm. the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were there at the right time. We just didn't know. You know, yeah. we were kids. And Well, it did come in handy last night. Jen was really cold in my room, and I have a size small that you gave me that day. There you a go. A gray one with a light green down the back, vertical letters. There you yes, go. The, yes, yes. The V over the here. performance. Uh, came in uh, women's last Women's tea. The branding was on point. You know, I still, still have the logo, still have the name. Um, yeah, we, you still have the trademark, right? Yeah. Everything. Yep. People pay. People still wear our stuff all the time. Um, yeah, you know who wears it a lot? I don't know if you've seen his Insta story, but Steve Yellow, he has a blue Vital Performance shirt, and he wear, he's been wearing it all over the world. Because mind you, he only travels with four shirts. Yeah. So he's been wearing this shirt, and it's in all his videos, and he's just And people love the Vital bracelets. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. I have one, too. We had a good idea, like, you know, but a couple things we shouldn't have done. Well, yeah. you guys were naive, man. You can't even, we you can't it even pick it apart right now. Yeah, you guys exactly. went all in right away without any understanding. That was like... That was like so I gotta be honest. Fucking crypto. the clothing was trash. Yep. The clothing was shit, except for the shorts. The shorts were really good, like the men's shorts. 
feel like the, really? the feel blue like the tees were good. The right? blue tees only. Yeah. But the blue tees only. All the other ones were trash. Yeah. And then we shouldn't have bought a whole line. We should have started with one t-shirt and built a brand. You know, really built we like who is Vital Performance. We yeah. could have built that with one t-shirt. See, now today, like you didn't even really, at that time, all you needed was a good presence online and then you could sell anything. Yeah. Now today you have to, you have to bring value. Like mm-hmm. now. You're now right. you need real intrinsic value. But we should have, oh, this has my name on it. You should always bring value. You know, it's like yeah. even back then we should have brought way more value. Of course. It was it was just a learning experience. I don't even consider it a big loss, you know, because. Yeah, I say the know. same thing like that. Thirty thousand dollars. I would spend it again. I would take out that People loan again. People go to school. Dude, once a I year learned for thirty thousand dollars and they learn cock. I learned they so learn much because nothing. we were forced like I was forced to walk into stores and try and sell the weightlifting belts. I was forced to like learn how to build a website, yep. learn how to make ads. Like there was no teaching. It was like, just fucking do it. Just like this podcast. People right. ask all the time, how you start a podcast? How'd you guys do it? I, I have no clue. We just, just figured it out. We bought it and we just figured it out. The first three episodes went to shit. They were so bad. Quality wasn't there. Nothing. We didn't have no like clue what we were doing. The life of an entrepreneur, you know, you're building yeah. a plane on the way down. And then everyone always asks you like, how do you do it? How do you do it? It's like, bro, just start. Just like start it. Get into it. Yeah. You'll learn. You'll learn, or, or if you don't learn, then you're not meant for this. That's it. And when we didn't see the su- success we anticipated, we uh, we kind of, you know, like, focused on other things, and we weren't obsessed, you know? Of like, course, in the beginning yeah. we were, and then it slowly went down, and uh, and there was some hostility between us about it, but we made up, and it was... You know what the beautiful part about it was? Is that we all trusted each other. Like, there was no, there was no like, real animosity, you know? Like, nobody was... Mm-hmm. Nobody thought anybody was trying to get one over on anyone or anything like the situation I've faced multiple times now since since we've uh, yeah no I've, we've always trusted all uh, everyone that's it we you know we had the same vision just didn't work out and uh, you move on you know so then after vital after that went down we were just going like random business after random business after random business then we got into the hustle of selling the hoverboards yeah that was a quick thing that right? was a like very quick, quick two months we're like oh it's so trendy. We ordered 20 from China. Something like that. From Alibaba. And they got to they us. And we, no, they didn't. We rebranded no. them. We re-stickered. Called, called them we wiki called boards. them wiki boards. And we, we had like the fastest ones, the best ones. Yeah. yeah. So we were trying to sell those. <laughs> they sold make... pretty quick, right? Well, yeah, fuck yeah. It was so, it was so, the hottest thing. Everyone had one. Yeah. I you remember know? like, then... what, three Christmases ago? That was like the hottest thing to have. Was it that long? No, more, ago? more. It was more. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember being like, "Do I really want to buy one? Do I really want to?" <laughs> but you want to. You I know? like. I just wanted to ride one because I think it looks so cool. Just seeing a guy like, yeah, dude, we, we sold those nothing. so fast and made so much money on them. But then, the they wouldn't import them anymore. China wouldn't let anybody bring them in anymore, uh, or the states, right? It was the U.S. Something, I don't know. Yeah, customs probably. wouldn't let you bring them in, and they couldn't go on planes because they were blowing up. And then all this started happening as we were coming to a tail end of our inventory. We're like, don't order more inventory until we're done with it. And um, That ended quick. Damn. But that's just a trend. It started quick, ended quick. Yeah. Made, we made money. But, man, we lived such a good lifestyle, like just fun kids in a basement in Hempstead. Justin was a bartender. You know, I was grinding. My <laughs> yeah, brother's yeah, in my school, too. Yeah, we're all at the same place. And... Uh, you know, girls and just partying and making some money and yeah. just having fun. It was in, that was a nice time. Because back then, while it was happening, I didn't think it was like this whole. I didn't think I had like no responsibilities or it was fun or I was like I'm just working. Like this is I need to get this done. I need to get this done. There was a lot on my back. But now, when I look back at that time, I'm like, bro, we had no responsibilities. Yeah. We were just like fucking around, but not really fucking around. Like working hard. 
but it's just not like it is now. Yeah, like no structure. No just structure. Kinda, exactly. No whatever. structure. That's it. Yeah. It's just it. enough pride to have like yourself tied to it, but not enough to be like, oh, if I this all crashes down and mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to let so many people down. It's like, no, I'm young and reckless. Let's That's go. it. Let's and when you're Alana and I would dress up in our suits and take girls out to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great time. Oh, man. Yeah. We would dress up so fancy and go we to these play fancy... different acts. You know, like one night it was college bar night. The next night it was college party night. The next night it was Brooklyn fancy dinners. Um, the next night it was a meeting, you know, and it was just like every day it was something else and just that college atmosphere and like, but we, I learned, I learned from you in business, not as a person, but when it comes to business to like, not manipulate, that sounds so wrong, but just speak in a way where you always get your way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a confidence. Yeah, but it's a confidence, but it's also like a kind of bend around the words you're saying to show someone to get something to close the deal and i remember i really f- from being with you a lot i got like that and it was really good for business yeah but i always had to separate myself from that when i was a person to like family or friends or i remember anything. you got mad at me for that at one point you're like because i was you're so, changing me yeah yeah because i was so uh innocent before i met you and then i met you and i was like wow this kid is like a serious entrepreneur like he gets stuff closed he gets stuff done like i have to learn from this thanks so i, I, I I never, you know, I've never screwed anyone before, never plan on it. I feel like that's one thing that you have to stand by, you know, like always being honest. You know, I mean, I would, I will always want to close a deal, you know, and I do everything in my power to close it, whether that takes, you know, a ton of preparation and um, just, you know, getting in a circle that you should be in to get a deal closed, you know. Um, but uh, but I would never hurt someone, you know, intentionally. Um, and I'm always honest about it. And I feel like that's what's been taking me to the next level, you know, the appetite for risk, and then being honest about it and portraying it like on a platter. Um, so after after Justin and I had our ventures, we moved in Hempstead. We moved to Belmore. We got a company house. Yeah. Well, first we went back home. And you then did. You guys did. You guys went straight from Hempstead to yeah. Belmore. Yeah. No, because I was there with you. Yeah, you. but you went back home. No, you moved out a few months in. You don't remember? Mm-hmm. No, I stayed in Hempstead for three months. And then, and then sure? I went back home. Yeah. I don't even remember, man. I, I have so much on my mind. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. We went home? Where did I go? And then you were home too because we were doing the animal stuff. The animal overload. The sloth. I couldn't have went home because my parents I guess you that know, apartment. We Regardless. Did yeah. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so you ended up... So the next venture, because again, we're just like... What's the next thing? Animal Overload started in that basement. It did. Oh it my did. God, we did so well with that. So Holy now, shit. so okay, we have this friend. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want to put any publicity on her. We don't like her. Okay, we're good. Go. She's uh, <laughs> she fucking kills it. She makes so much money. She yeah, it, it's crazy. She, uh, she's one of the starters of Ivoryella. You ever heard of them? No. Uh, anyway, they pull in what like twenty mil a year. So Thirty million plus. Thirty million plus a year. She's there was like nine starters and she's the one who does the social media. She's crazy on social Ivory media. Ella sounds like animal. Animal. It's, related, it's yeah. the it's and the like company with stuff. elephants, with elephants on the t-shirt, jewelry. It t-shirts. is girl stuff. No, it's all girl stuff. Well, Ella. Yeah. Anyway, she kills it. She's here on the island and her boyfriend. They have the business together. Of course. And... So we were we were good friends with them, right? We went on vacation with them, to like the Bahamas brothers man. together, like this. So so we were sitting we were sitting back one day and we're like. This motherfucker makes so much money off elephants. Like, what what animal can we take? Like, let's get an animal, yeah. right? 
And we showed him, right? We told him, like, yo, we're going to do this. Do you want to make any money? He's like, ah, I got so much, like, coming in with my businesses. Like, you guys do your thing. If you need any help, I'm here. And we're like, awesome. You know, but his girlfriend did not feel the same way. She hated us. Um, she's she's like a backstabber. Yeah, she, like, low-key hated us for doing it. But uh, but we picked sloths. <laughs> well, yeah. You remember the sloth thing? Look, I have a sloth sticker on my laptop right there now. There it is. Oh, the memories. So we created an Instagram for sloths. We created merchandise. Now we were smart with websites, right? Yep. So we built the website and we were like, we are not having any overhead because we had $30,000 worth of Vital Performance overhead. We don't want that now. So we found this company uh, that makes, the one we use right now Printful. for, yeah, Printful, the one we use for uh, Young Minds. We make products and every time an order comes in, they just make it right there and they drop ship it. And it, you don't see as the buyer that it comes from a third party. So we created this company, we created a website, we created the brand. And we fucking grew the Instagram to 55,000 followers, like real followers. We were getting like 6,000 pictures, 6,000 likes a picture and uh, selling a lot through there. All organic. You know, this is how we started on the Instagram grind of growing our accounts. Justin was a natural regardless in the fitness industry. Um, yeah, because by then my account had like 10,000 maybe. Until you grew it to 30. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, we were just killing it, man. We launched Sloth Inc. It was called at the time, and it was doing like seven, eight grand. And we're like, oh my god, we could do more animals, you know. And we added more animals to the line, and we had a ton of products, and we were fulfilling products in our basement in Hempstead, and uh, and we got to like pff, everything. Jewelry, jewelry was a big one, right? Yep. But how did you make that? Like, so it was all imported, from imported all from China. But like, but people you, would order overhead though. No, well, people would order. And we'd see how much they're ordering and we'd import it and it would come in like four days. You oh, know? Okay, the it, biggest seller is that, you know, that big sloth in my car, yeah. the 63 inch sloth. Yeah. What was that? 70 bucks a pop. And it cost us like 15, you know, and at one point we were doing like over $30,000 a month in sales um, from these random animal, you know, yeah, branded. Stuff. It wasn't it's weird because it's not it's not a passion of ours, but we were just like, you know where can we make like where can we make money it was like where what can get us there and we had chris catalano he also he lives with me he was taking care of like the social media side me and my brother and justin were all fulfilling and justin was part of the social media side too yeah yeah and, i was gonna say we did a lot of uh work at my house with the videos and the dogs remember i yep, just sent you them yep. a couple of days ago too i found them it was just fun you know and uh and it was an online hustle that was different from the one I was doing before because I was dealing with boring furniture. Now I'm dealing with animals and we had I fucking PETA, PETA would contact us once in a blue moon and be like, do not have the sloths in people's hands. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. We posted a video of like, because, okay, so the, the model was that we would give away 10%, right? Yeah. 10% Which we to did. an organization in Costa Rica to help uh, rescue, rehabilitate and release sloths, right? So there, there are just there's videos of people like holding a sloth, right? And yeah, I remember they contact us and like they can't be touching the sloths; they're in danger. They came at us, you know. They thought like we we're the ones holding them. They were like, "Bro, this fucking chill." And people would laugh. We would tell people straight up, like, "Yo, we're selling sloth fucking onesies," and people are like, <laughs> I "You guys to, are losers have... selling animals." And we're like, "We're making thirty grand, so you whoever's a loser is a loser." So what's going on? So what happened with this? It's all sold. We sold it. It's yeah, all gone. We got rid of it. Um, we didn't have any passion for it, you know, and we moved it on. What did, we, it. what did we? What did we change to after that? Selling furniture online. The yeah. furniture drop shipping, right? Yeah, that now, was big. That yeah. was huge. That too. We did like what forty grand in a month. Yeah. Right. Every month we were pumping. Um, That's when we moved into the house together. So Alan was my roommate for two years. Yep. In Hempstead. Yeah. No, and, no, no uh, in Belmore. Oh, housemates. Yeah. yeah. When we started the furniture dropshipping business, that was in Belmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but at the, but you stayed with us in Hempstead too. Yeah. Oh my God, these memories, man, it's bring back so much. Wait, so as it's making this money and you were in debt from that, we paid it back. We paid it back. You paid it back. Okay, <clears throat> and then you just said, "Fuck it, I don't want money anymore." No, like, like I, I don't know. I feel like that's a good income to just when you have hate something, anyway. you hate something. Oh, you hated it. Yeah, you don't like it. You know, it's it's and the industry transitioned so fast online. It's yeah. like one second it's booming, next second it's not. Then there's Oberlo came out and it was drop shipping through Alibaba, and it's like mm-hmm. now a thousand people are doing exactly what we're doing, and it becomes much more difficult. And then Shopify store selling came into play, and people were selling stores. So somebody selling a store for two hundred bucks with all of this stuff preloaded into it, and it's like now the competitors roll out like what happened to me in furniture Mm -hmm. um it doesn't stop you know when you're online got it um so that was it so we moved into belmore together uh we were killing it with furniture as well and then we started a digital media company yeah and we were picked up some serious companies you know that we did uh work for and it was uh just an endless cycle you know when you're chasing customers it's an endless cycle um i've come to learn that Mm -hmm. it it's it doesn't get you to an end goal you know you're just chasing you're like you're a dog chasing your own tail. It's like a treadmill. That's it. Yeah. That doesn't stop, and you endlessly want to get to that mark. But once you get to that mark, like you can't stop now. You then create a new mark, and you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. I see and that. Uh, and we all, you know, it just slowly faded away. I I can't say it fell apart. I can't say you know there was any animosity. It just like faded away, and we all kind of went our own directions. And Chris and I continued doing our thing. Um, Justin moved on. He got a killer job at the time. You were making a lot of money. Um, yeah uh, yeah and then uh and then he left um you know he got a girlfriend moved wherever he moved and uh and um i I mean i feel like your passion was fitness and always creating content and uh i was never a content kid you know i'm a business kid and um and it was just you know different different vibes different goals and uh we never ended on bad terms which is so beautiful you know that we could be sitting together and being friends for life, you know, um, uh, and just happy for each other and support each other no matter what. Hell yeah, and there will always be points where you can help each other. Always. And these interlock because they're genuine pursuits. Like, your pursuit will never stop. Your pursuit will never stop in health and fitness. Like, it's the two together. They don't necessarily go together all the time, but there's always times when you guys could help. That's it. You know, and that's, I mean, that's networking at its best. And seeing this world, I feel like that is so rare, you know, compared to most partnerships. And when they fall apart, most people hate each other. Mm-hmm. and uh, Sue each other. That's it, yeah. which I'm in the middle oh. of right now. Ooh. All right, let's open that Can't, one can't talk that? Can't <laughs> talk about that with legal? I, I could talk about it. You know, I don't, I have nothing to hide. So I don't care. I, and it's another big thing. Um, I don't hide anything, you know, like. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Somebody wants to copy it. Hey, man, I'll fucking help you. You know, go for it. Shoot your shot. If you succeed, thank God, man. There's so much success out there. If you drive down a block, any given block um, in this state, right, um, you see all these houses. And every house you pass, whether it's a shitty neighborhood or the best neighborhood on the island, people are paying taxes. There's people that own 100 houses in that neighborhood. There's people that do all the work for those properties. There's people that have government contracts and there's foreclosures on those properties and they're making a ton of money. And then there's the guys that buy those properties and flip those properties. You know, this is just a real estate example. Um, so why why not? You know, this is just one little street in Massapequa, in, uh, in Long Island, New York, when we have an entire country and there's a guy worth over here, you know, mil- guaranteed millions of dollars from owning property on this block, whether his parents died and passed it on to him or he's been acquiring. So um, so why the fuck not? You know, there's so much success out there. Mm-hmm. Why not have the circle or the people you surround yourself with uh, be successful? 
that's a very good point. It's like a famine mentality, like where you feel like, no, there's not enough to go around. And everybody's sitting around like starving. Everyone's starving. And just the pocket of success is receding over time, which is not true. You're right. You know, it's a great way to put it. Yeah. No, I totally see that. I totally see that. So now what are you what are you doing? So after that, is there any key, any anything past well, that point? Well, we split up at that point. split up? And then Chris and I continued with, um, we found a niche in Instagram growth. And uh, we put out this company, Poppet, and we started picking up clients and manually adding them to um to the software um, that was engaging, right, on their behalf. Um, so quickly, a quick run-through is like if you own a restaurant here in Massapequa and you want to target all the restaurants in your neighborhood, um, you could target every restaurant in Wontaw, Seaford, Belmore, Merrick. Every time somebody walks into that restaurant, takes a picture, it geofences that restaurant, and then it, your restaurant's account in Massapequa will like and comment or follow and unfollow those people. You guys know, you guys... Uh, have been part of it before, um, but most people have no idea. And uh, and it what that does is drive organic traffic back to your page because it's real people. You're not buying fake followers, and your follower account grows, right? You know, so mm-hmm. now you have real followers. Um, so we picked up about a hundred accounts in like three months, paying us eighty dollars each. So now we're making eight grand, all profit, no overhead, sitting back. You know, and then we were chasing our tails like a dog with picking up more clients and more clients and more clients and uh and i put an end to that really quickly because i was done um and we're like hey man let's focus on this instagram growth and at the time i saved up uh like fifty thousand dollars and i was like man last time i saved up like seventy thousand i spent it all on this business i need to get into something more steady i've always wanted to be in real estate um so my buddy matt Collado found a house in uh westbury and i was like man i'll take it you know it was uh it was a really cheap house um my lawyer lent me the rest of the money my dad put up the money for the construction i put the down payment uh figured out all the financing and um and thank god it worked out really well you know i'm making 20 percent on my money on that house every year as a rental and uh, what i did there was cashed out refinanced bought another house at a high rate because I'm so young and I don't have credit like that or anything. Uh, so I took these massive risks um, that would have cleared me out. You know, there's no room for error there. We're, we're n- I don't think any of us are rich people. I don't think we were born to very wealthy families. You fuck up on something that you put a 50 grand into. It's all your money. You're taking a loan for 200. I mean, you're done. You know, it's like yeah. it's a game over for you. Um, so, uh, so. Thankfully, I didn't miscalculate that one. I took all the lessons we learned from Vital Performance and Phi and Wikiboarding and um, Animal Overload and, uh, and put it into this, into the real estate game and what I was doing with Chris at the time. Um, and uh, boom, you know, now I, I built up a portfolio myself of four houses in under a year. And then I'm part of this technology company that Chris and I are doing well with. And I have a you know technology friends and manufacturing friends and they're like hey what are you doing you know and i was like well this is my one business and then i have my real estate business um i also opened a nonprofit to support the real estate business uh which is a very interesting model i'll explain that in a bit and um long story short they're like hey you're making more money than the industry's uh supplying so let's let can we invest and i was like i never thought of bringing on investors you know but um sure let me figure it out. So uh, I talked to lawyers that were friends of mine that helped me get on my feet. So they didn't charge me. You know, I kept my costs really low. Uh, I put together contracts and 
organizational structures and, you know, had the accountants put in their input and put together this real estate fund um, that I just kicked off. And uh, I mean, I'm like, I don't know, I'm like two months in right now as we speak today. I bought a house a few days ago, sold a building a few days ago, bought a house two weeks ago, bought a house a month ago. Um, and, and we're talking like past month. I'm on like three properties with this fund already, you know, and it's just beginning. Um, I expect to have a full-blown empire in the next like by before I'm 30. You know, I want to be a major player in this field. Um, you stressed at all? Does this does this take a toll on you? Because oh I know because I know how hard you work. Yeah, I know the the times you go to bed, you pass the fuck out during days sometimes because you yeah. just can't handle it anymore. You like you don't stop. You don't stop for anything. So like, how does this feel now with this past month and these houses and like are you alright? Well, this whole thing with my Instagram software that that really took its toll on me. You know, um, everything yeah, explain else. that because I see it's down. Yeah. Do you want, can, can we talk about what happened? Yeah. Before this, nobody would talk about that. Like, we must wait for the podcast. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have it. On I air. love that. How you guys are so natural and like it has to be real over here. You yes. guys. Hell yeah, man. I've been waiting for this shit. No room for hours. So I'll go back to what Chris and I were doing and yep. that leads into this. So we have this Instagram software that we're doing manually. It's going great. Right. We got a hundred people on it. We're like, holy shit, we got a proven model. Let's build actual software for it for the public. Um, so we brought on this third partner. I'm going to hold back what I want to say. Um, but terrible person. Um, we brought <laughs> him on. That. Yeah. We brought him on. He helped us with the dev side. Uh, Chris wireframed half the stuff. That means development for anyone who doesn't know. He's a coder. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a programmer. He's got the small programming team. Um, I put up most of the money because uh, I haven't had time since I've been in this real estate game. Um, but I've been putting in a good 30 hours a week on this business. Uh, Chris has been putting in a solid 70 to 100 hours a week customer service, wireframing, you know, changing things, uh, picking bugs and just helping people grow and coming up with ideas and restructuring what we have going on. So um, we put out this web app called Gramplify.com. Now, this was the game changer. You know, we went from a hundred. I couldn't customers. even believe you guys how much how much clients you had. I called you. Told you. Me. I was like, Justin, take a guess how many we got. You won't believe it. You know, because we're happy for each other, and I was so excited to call you that day. And you're like, I don't know, three thousand. I'm like, seventy fucking thousand, bro. Seventy thousand. You know, and uh, I was so happy because it's like, like I said before, I know how hard he works, and I know his goals in life, and it's like. I've seen him throughout the years just struggle and try again and try again and we tried again and we tried again and he called me and told me that I'm like bro that's enormous like you you did it yeah like you, you you're there thanks I was there <laughs> yeah so now explain what happened bro what the fuck so we built this all and it's going great and we're killing it and then um this was in, in a three-month time span. You know, like, boom, we worked on this for, like, two and a half years. In three months, we put this out. How did you, you guys advertise on Facebook ads, right? Oh, so many different No, modes. social media groups, right? Social, social media groups. groups, Facebook groups, Instagram groups, um, ads, uh, blogs were our, our biggest, you know, because social sharing. You're on a blog. People are talking about it. All real. You know, I was like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks, but I want you to try it first for a week. I know the, how well the software works, and this has put a stop to me chasing money now. I'm not chasing money anymore because once we put out Gramplify and I saw the social sharing and the volume, you know, you, you get a thousand customers a day and you're, you're not spending it, you're spending 2,000 a month in advertising, and this is just people talking at this point. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh my God, I got something on my hands. Like, why would I ever chase money anymore? 
why would I not just spend my time building something that people want and let them do everything for me? Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, we had a huge argument about the prices. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not looking to make a killing on every customer here. It's going to be $19 a month, not 100 a month, not 70 a month. I don't care what the competitors are doing. It's going to be 19 a month. That's affordable. That's what it's going to be. And uh, that's what it was. And you know, it was on the money. Um, well, because you're right. Because everyone, yeah. when you have a Netflix account, when you have a Hulu account, when you have uh, Amazon Prime, you're like, oh, it's only 14 a month. Yeah. I, could, I could add that on. Those you know, are industry oh, only, leaders. Yeah, it's only 7.99 a month. It's only 19.99 it. a month. I, I got it. Why do you think Crunch, the gym we used to go to, has oh my fifteen thousand members? More, bro. Yeah. They almost have twenty thousand members. Bro, I want to open one because it's ten dollars a month. It's ten fucking dollars a month. Hell yeah, so you're gonna stupid. get it. And like eighty percent of them don't show up. Yeah, which but is why like, do you oh, even care? For the you're like, oh, I'll keep the gym membership. Yeah. Like maybe I I'll go one day. I showed up in seven months. Yeah, when you go, you there, have you, you have up. one still? Uh, twenty five a month, like clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got, showed up. Oh, you got the uh, you got the you got the premium, premium package. That's it. But you know, maybe if I go on a date with a girl, I'll take her to the gym or something. There you go. But uh, anyway, um, we're killing it. It's growing. And then Chris, um, who is like a brother to me, you know, Chris Catalano, my brother, Anthony, I love you with all my heart. Um, you are a brother to me. Um, but Chris, he's also like a brother to me, you know, and he uh, he's like, guys, I got this client. It's really cool. You know, at this point, at this point, this other partners with us um, and we're like, hey, man, we're partners. We're killing it. Let's build something. You know, so Chris, like I got this client. It's way bigger than the average client. I think we should do it. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, so uh, we bring in this client and um, long story short, turns out to be like well over a $100,000 project um, for three months. So my third partner, we're like, hey man, you're doing most of the work here because this is a dev team. You know, I'll take care of the finances and make sure we get paid and Chris will do most of the uh, customer support with them and, you know, be the front man and make sure everything goes smoothly. But this is a lot on you. So he, he got more money for that um, in the contract. And, uh, and we're about to start this project. And I was like, with all due respect, I lost you know a very good friendship last year with this kid that we talked about before yes. because we didn't have things in writing. Um, he kind of tricked me. You know, uh, I don't know if he meant to. You know, I don't know how much I blame him compared to the girl in his life. Because I know the person, he was like a he was like a brother to me, you yeah. know, and um and we lost such a good friendship that till this day, you know, it it, it gets me upset even thinking about it. Um, yeah. over thirty thousand dollars. So I was like, hey, we're talking about way over a hundred thousand here. Um, I want this in paper, you know. He's like, you don't trust me, blah blah. I was like, no, no, I trust you. Otherwise, I wouldn't do this with you. But I just wanted one piece of paper outlined. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, do it. I was like, okay. I drafted up a one cheater. You're representing our company. The money goes to our company bank account. Um, we're partners on the same split we agreed on. He's getting more money. We didn't argue on the money. All is good. Um, now, he checks it out. I send it to him. He's like, yo, did you have a lawyer write this? I was like, no. Go on fucking Microsoft Word. Type in joint ventureship agreement. It comes up. I took out half that bullshit. You know, it's a one pager. It's go into Microsoft Word, you know. And he's like, no, no, this was written by a lawyer. And I was like, no, it wasn't. And be very careful before you have a lawyer send me anything because it could destroy a relationship. I've seen it happen on a real estate deal. I was like, lawyers could destroy your entire relationship because we're the ones that communicate. Me and Justin make a deal, and then we have the lawyers outline it. And what what I've been doing now, um, and this is you know it's crazy because I'm still so young, but to realize that you should have one lawyer represent your group. That way you're all on the same page. Yep. He represents all of you. You don't have one lawyer, one lawyer, 
That's Let a battle. battle. No, that's You're ridiculous. battling each other. You don't want to battle. You know, you guys are boys. You guys are doing this. If this blows up, you have one lawyer that represents both of you, and you guys talk about what you want, put it on a piece of paper, and give it to the lawyer. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. And that's what I said. I, su- 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 I suggested that. Um, and he, he didn't have it. He had his lawyer send me something. And now when his lawyer sent me something, I see all these new terms. The client's mine. You guys don't get money from the next project. All the money goes to my company bank account. And I pay you guys at the end. I was like, whoa, whoa, man. I'm an Israeli. You know, my Israeli fucking bells are ringing. The, you know, the blood in my veins is going faster. I feel like someone's trying that to was, get me. That was your thing. Your, my blood is boiling. Yeah. When we, because, you know, as roommates, you, you fight here and there. Every time I know shit hit the fan was when Alon goes, Justin, my, my blood's boiling now. <laughs> That's how you knew it was serious. Like, he was pissed. And I would oh, fucking man. crack up laughing. Yeah. Yeah. His blood's boiling. <laughs> he would do that. He would mock me. He would mock me. And he was pissed, bro. He was pissed. And we would fight sometimes, you know? Of course. You don't live with someone. And just don't fight. Of course. But then we'd laugh about it, and Chris would always get it on tape or something. Yeah, that was... My blood's <laughs> boiling. So anyway, your blood's boiling with this guy. So um, I was like... I wasn't even that mad. I was just like, hey, man, I feel like someone's trying to trick me. Let's talk about this immediately. Um, I feel like that's the best way to get over things. Communication right now. You know, so... uh. We go over it, and he's like, hey, yeah, I do want the money to go to my bank account. I was like, no, 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 no. Why? We have a joint bank account. Why would it go to your bank account? There's no tax incentives. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. It's like he's trying to trick me. You know, I was like, I feel it. Like, someone's trying to get one over on me. I'm not going to let it happen again. So, um, so he, long story short, the deal died. Now, he's devastated because we worked on this for six months, and he was going to make a huge payday. We're devastated because we're like, we just burned six months and a deal because you were being greedy. You know, yeah. or you, you were trying to do something that we weren't okay with. Why can't you just let the money go to the company bank account? We have a bank account right now with us three, but we bring on a project that us three are doing. Frank's like, nah, nah, man. It's going to my bank account. That's so fucking bizarre. He obviously didn't trust you. He I, thought you were up to something. Or yeah. I think he was planning well, on tricking was, me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because then at that point, what he could do is be like, hey, it cost me an extra 30 grand. And he takes that 30 grand for himself. But I don't know because I don't have access to the bank account. So I don't know where the money's going. I'm like, why Why even get into this? Let's just put it in the company bank account. That's a home run for all of us. Let's bring on another job. Yeah. You know? Because if ever, everyone's honest and they all have the right intent, then and me and Chris, everything will be transparent. Exactly. Yeah. Me and Chris, are, we're always honest. You know, like Justin, always honest. You know, all good intentions. If it doesn't work out, man, it didn't work out because we fucked up. But it, we're still on the same team. Um, so I felt like we were battling here. And uh, I was like, hey, let's sit down in your house and talk about this with your family. I want to hear what they have to say. So his wife's there. And his wife's like, um, right away, she's like, uh, I was like, I want to hear what you have to say. She's like, you shouldn't be making as much money as my husband. He's older than you. He has kids. You guys are just kids. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you looking in my pocket? You know, she's like, you're buying houses. I was like, that's on me. That has nothing to do with you guys. I'm doing you a favor, bring you into this together. The fucking entitlement, man. That's it. The Holy greed. Shit. Audacity. Yeah. Imagine. For what? And you started the project. You brought him in. Yeah. Chris brought us both in. Chris, Chris's client, not even mine. You know? So, uh, so, so that's where we are, right? And then, like, four days goes by, and he's like, hey, I'm not comfortable doing Gramplify with you guys anymore. I was like, okay. So we'll figure it out. You know, either, you know, you step back, we'll start, hi- we'll hire uh, our own de- dev team to run it. At this point, it's killing it, you know? And he's like, he he kind of led into it. And uh, one day, he's like, hey, it's my it's my app. I was like, what are you, we're all like, what are you talking about? It's not your app. 
you know, we have a 30-page contract that it's all three of our app. He's like, no, no, it's mine. And he locked us out. We're like, yo, what's going on? You know? And um, he's like, I'm shutting it down if you guys don't pay me this much money. And he threw out a huge number. You know, we're like, he's like, I'm giving you two days to come up with it. Or what's I'm the number? What's the number? I want to know. Uh, or is it not? 333000 He's like, give that to me in two days. I'm shutting down. I was like, 333000 I was like, yo, if you tell me like, hey, give me my third over time. Let's say that's the real value. I'll give it to you every month. You know, like, let's get there. Let's grow the business because he's projecting two years ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have my investors on this app. I have my friends. I have my family. I have, have thousands 70, of people. 70,000 people. Huh? I have thousands of people that I'm talking to that know me on this app. Yeah. And uh, lo- go figure. Um, the guy's like, nope, if you guys don't pay me in two days, I don't care about the repercussions. Like, sue me. Do whatever you want. I'm shutting it down. What a piece of shit. And you wonder why some people kill people. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, right? He I- shut it down. He shut it down one night, right? I got 300 messages in a matter of under an hour. People are like, what the fuck? You stole my information. You took my money. The money, yeah. I'm like, my What's money's going? in there. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. No, but, but everyone's entitled to a refund, right? Yo, he didn't even want to give people refunds. He forced me to take all the money out of my account, put the money back in for every refund. Yo, I put, Chris put in the money yesterday, $460 for a refund for the day. Boom, bro, he fucking took it to his personal bank account, this motherfucker. And I can't lock him out of the account because we have a shareholder's agreement on it at the bank. And the bank won't lock the account. So so now nobody's getting refunds. And it looks who does it look bad on? Me. Yeah. You know? Oh, and man. It's devastating. I'm going to post this. You know, this podcast in my bio and be like, yo, everyone find out what happened with Gramplify. This Hell is like, yeah. You know, I need, I need everyone to know. Whoa. Does Gramplify have a, an Instagram? No. And is, is this, like, does Instagram have the ability to shut this down? Thinking, like, you're manipulating it? Like, is that? They do. But the whole goal from day one was to transition this to something legit. I knew we'd get so many <laughs> users. You know, I knew we'd kill it. Of course. Uh, I have one guy, one of my investors, willing to put a million dollars into it the second we transition. Um, he's been waiting. You know, he's like, do you guys need any operational money? And I was like, no, we're good. You know, we're making a ton of money. He's like, hey, man, start implementing those legal features, which was our plan from day one. We were started working on it when this all happened. Um, and I will finance a million dollars for the business. I was like, oh, my God, this is huge. You know, like this is life now where it's a game changer. I'm going to be on a big level by the time I'm 23 at this rate, you know, and, uh, and this guy shut it down overnight. We lost a thousand customers, um, paying. We, uh, we got tens of thousands in chargebacks already, which we're trying to refund, but now we can't. Um, I got so many calls and texts, dude, it came out of nowhere. It hit me so hard that this, this stress, the stress and pressure that came from that, I thought it gave me a heart attack. You know, I, I collapsed on the floor. I'm like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, dude, my mentally I'm good. You know, I'm like, I can handle everything. Let's move on. You know, like, let's figure out what's next. But my body shut down on me like that. And Chris rushed me to the hospital. He was home. And um, and they're like, man, you're having like uh, an anxiety attack or something. Your heart, your heart rate's through the roof. You know, your, uh, your blood pressure's through the roof. Like, chill. And they started giving me these, uh, like, I don't know. They put something in. And I was like, totally chill after that. <laughs> Fucking Xanax. Fuck, and I've been good since. But um, when did this happen? A few days ago, like a week ago, four or five days ago. So um, we had a meeting with him. He told us that he's not planning on refunding anyone. So we took out the money the next morning. 
when the bank opened. Um, in that meeting, he's like, it's my app. And we're like, no, it's not. He's like, so sue me. How is he such a piece of shit? How does he have the power to do this, though? He do- Well, he does. I could have done Are it to one him. Third, one third, one third, one yeah, third, right? Yeah. I could have done it to him, but I wouldn't do that because it hurts everyone. Why would he do that? Even when we were sitting down, I'm like, hey, why would you not shut it down to new customers if you wanted to hurt us? Um, you know, to shut it down realistically. If you really wanted to shut it down and dissolve the company, why would you not shut it down to new customers and let the old ones keep their time? And that way you just run out of time and it's over, you know, and, and then it's over. It's done. I'm offering him money, you know, to leave us alone. He doesn't want money. He wants me to get hurt. That's the thing I was going to say. He, I was going to say he just wants to attack you. He just wants you to feel it. He wants to attack you, whatever. Like he said, he, he, he doesn't care about being sued. He wants to shut it down to fuck you. That's it. It's a me and him thing. And you know what? Sorry. How old is this guy? Like what 36. Kind of, 36. Where does he live? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is he like local though? Yeah, I, he's I a local mean guy. Like that. He, I mean like. He's a local guy. He works for a local company. <laughs> he's pissing me off, you yeah, oh, like, I know, right? Oh, it's not even my business. Right and I'm yeah, like, I'm like so upset right now. He does really well. You know, he's uh pretty well. He does. He won't be soon. <laughs> no, no. I'm, nah, look, I'm I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to spend a lot of time going after him you know like mm-hmm. legally I'm, but I'm going to do everything in my power to come after him because of what he's done to me um, with my baby you know like yeah. this was my baby I worked for years on this and finally when you have something now I've right I had simultaneously two things going very very well you know but when you have something going so well and somebody just takes it from you to hurt you you're like Ugh. yeah nothing else matters even, at that point that becomes like and now go like, deal with lawyers. That's it. Go deal with lawyers and suing and this. And it's like, man, I'm going to spend like 50 grand this year on just suing him, you know, now. Because it's, it's, it's done. You know, either I'm going to get it back by buying him out. You know, I got the call from the lawyer yesterday. All of a sudden, he wants to buy out on the table again. Um, Question. What about this millionaire investor? Would he be interested in doing the buyout? They want to be involved in the buyout because two, then that would be like part of a loan almost. Two investors contacted me like, "Hey, let's uh, let's buy him out. You know, we'll do it." And I was like, "They like show us all the numbers." I was like, "Well, I don't have access anymore. You know, he locked me out. So everything is still there. It's just locked up on his end. He locked it up. Yeah. Okay. In what way? Like, how did he lock it up? So you go to the, so he's shit, the right? oh so he's the dev team. His dev team denied the... us access, changed everything. Got it. And then uh, just put on it like, "Hey, Grandpa, if I shut down." Yeah, if you go to grampified.com right now, it just says, you know, we've shut down. You try and log in and it says we've shut down. So, yeah. Which looks so bad on me, you know, because at first the calls were like, you motherfucker, you stole our info, you stole our money. Really? People, I bet. Everyone. Yeah. You, you got to give username, password, right? And like Everything. credit card information. PayPal, PayPal information. Every motherfucker has my PayPal information. No, nah, nobody can do I'm anything. Totally kidding. Nobody's oh, yeah, going to do anything. I'm not on purpose, yeah. But and, and thank God we went through Stripe, so Stripe has all the information we don't, you know, mm-hmm. but but the intentions, man, it was just like let me hurt you for not giving me my way on something else. You know, it's like, man, this guy's not a businessman, obviously. It was his first bit real business. Um and it just so happened to be with me and it just so happened to go well. And uh he saw it as an opportunity to hurt me. Um I'm not stopping regardless, you know, worst case scenario here I'm not going to get it back. It's going to be shut down. I have to apologize to everyone that's on the platform that was let down. Like I am genuinely sorry. This is nobody else's fault but mine and uh, I blame myself for everything um for letting it get to this. I should have bought him out before or you know, I shouldn't have 
given so much access. I really can't say that because it yeah. was a business, but who's to blame, you know? Of course, yeah, in the reality of the system, right? The it's people the involved. Founders. You're the moving parts, but, I mean, your intent is clearly not to hurt or anyone. And, and you know what, like, honestly, I'm thinking I mean, about it. Your future, because you're only 22, you have so much that is going to happen in the later years I'm not even not fuck this year fuck next year two yeah. years I'm talking like fuck even your life bro yeah. this you, is the time you are going to do so much and you'll always think back to this this guy fucking you and that's that's what's gonna make you learn you're gonna go into businesses differently that's going to make you so much more money and success and happiness because of what you've learned from this so I know right now it's fresh it's brand new and it fuck yeah. it sucks absolutely I mean I'm I'm in pain and yeah. it's not even mine but this is going to be in in five ten years when you're doing your the big thing when you get when you get that building in manhattan that you've always wanted this is going to be something that taught you a huge lesson this Definitely. will be a pivotal point this is a pivotal point in your life i agree with you a thousand percent you know i feel like every year something's happened and you know move on and it's been bigger you know and and it's going well and and then something bad happens again and then the next year it's bigger you know like when when what's his name um we're not going to name job but when he fucked me on thirty thousand dollars that was huge oh my god at the time, I was we were so angry. I, <laughs> so wh- angry. Wait, well, I went to because he office. was our best friend. Yeah. We would go on vacation with him all the time, and yeah. just like this man, just turned, turned, boom, overnight. Lawyers, everything, and I mean, you can imagine the testosterone that built up. Like we're 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 men, so like the t- testosterone was through the roof, and we were just like, dude, where is he? Even the lawyer, his lawyer, fucked me on a thousand dollars at the end, and I was like, I'm in his lawyer's office. I was like, really, a thousand dollars? He's like, look. It's my client. You know, it's not me. He said to take off the thousand and see how you'd go about it. And I was like, you know what? Keep the thousand. Never want to see or hear from you guys again. Go fuck yourself. Give me my money. And that's it. You know, I was like, you, you the petty bullshit, you know, when people, um, when you, they just want to get you, you know? And uh, I was like, nice. You hit a home run, man. You got your thousand dollars, you know, but you're done to me for life, you yeah. know? And, uh, and then this guy, same thing. You know, he he didn't even want the money. I'm like, man, I'll give you, I'll give you ten grand right now. Ten grand, just make it live, put it up. You know, there's people calling me every day, screaming at me. T- Yo, I can't, I can't have my phone on at night anymore. I have to shut it off because in the different time zones in England and whatever Israel and fucking Australia, I'm getting these phone calls. You know, people are like, what the fuck? And um, it's still going on. And uh. He didn't want money. He wasn't interested in money. So, uh, so you know, worst case scenario, I'm gonna sue him. You know, um, I'm gonna go after him. However, I can. I hope. I hope. I hope I sue the life out of him so hard that like <laughs> I get his house. You know, yeah, like real. that's what I hope happens. And um, and if it doesn't, hey, we both lost. We're both paying legal fees at the end. So he's taking a hit as well. And uh, I'm just gonna keep going. You know, my real estate thing is booming. I'm gonna focus on that more. I'm starting to open homeless shelters now, so I'm doing well by doing good. You know, feels really good, and uh, and you're changing a lot of people's lives. Um, I have another tech company idea. You know, a uh, a startup st- style idea that Chris and I are going to launch. Uh, since this was taken off of Chris's plate, Chris was working on this full time. You know, he he graduated college. This was his full time business. Um, so I feel really bad for him. Um, but hey, you know, you get knocked down, we're going to get up 10 times stronger and that's it. I'm just going to have to do it. Amen, bro. That's insane. So as of right now, your real estate, you are just trying, so you're building a portfolio Yeah. and you're just taking profits and building and you're building or you're buying? Buying, buying right now, not building yet. I love to build, but, uh, Mm -hmm. 
nobody will lend to me, you of know, course. at moderate rates. Um, and, uh, and dude, I've transitioned to a total nerd when it comes to this stuff now. You know, I, I mean, I don't even like to get my hands dirty anymore. I walk in on a construction job. I'm like, I don't want to touch anything. You know, like, you guys do your thing. I'll pay. I'll write the checks. Um, yeah. Everyone just run with it. And I bring, it's more of just, like, solidifying relationships with investors that have become my very good friends now. And I learned so much from. And, um, you know, they don't know too much about real estate. But they're like, you know what you're doing. Obviously, I'm getting great returns. So, uh, so we'll put up the money. And I'm like, cool. You know, these here are my houses. I showed them what I was doing. And they're like, it works. Uh, let's do it. You know, so, so you got to take that that jump for anybody that's out there that wants to become an entrepreneur. Like, take that fucking jump, man. Don't be scared. You know, and if you are scared, take the jump or don't. You know, like if you're not going to take it, stay in your corner. Do your thing. That's fine. You know, there's plenty of people doing it. But if you want to be a real entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, not a bullshit guy, you know, take that fucking jump and don't be scared. You know, or be scared and still do it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's that's real advice right there. I think everybody needs to hear that. You right. know, because a lot of people want the way that we're indoctrinated in school to listen to a superior and always be told what to do and not to jump in and be uncomfortable. That's never part of the curriculum. You're so right. You I, I hate that people yesterday I had this conversation. Somebody's like, hey, you know, school obviously did good for you. I was like, no, no, no. No, don't even get me started. The only thing school did for me was introduce me to three key people in my life. So I was I was with Alon the last two years of college. He was so focused in his businesses, but he just wanted to achieve school. So he was like, just get the school thing done. Like somehow get it done because his focus was always in the business, always in personal growth. That's it. And school was such the opposite. As as we, I all didn't learn shit know. about finance in school. Nothing. I was a finance major for the first two years. I learned nothing when it comes to real estate finance. I had to hire an accountant full time to take care of it. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, like nobody's taught me taxes in my whole life. Um, they just taught me like basic bookkeeping as a potential CPA one day, you know, to work for an accounting firm. I was like, this means nothing to me. Like teach me how to do my taxes. You know, yeah. um, and then when the IRS came after me, I was shitting my pants. I remember that. I remember the amount of paperwork. You were with me. I was with you then. And, um, and I got out of everything. You know, I, they hit me on like, I don't even know, man, like $900,000 and not paying taxes. I was like petrified. So I brought in this accountant. He did a great job, you know, and he's, he put down, you know, I, I was under 21 at the time. I didn't know shit. And, uh, you know, you could get away with negligence when you're under 21 yeah. for not paying your taxes. Um, now I'd get arrested. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that was that. And, um, and then I'm in college and all these kids are like hungry to get a job, you know, and, uh, and I get a call from Goldman Sachs while I'm trying to work on my drink and uh, go there like, hey, you, you got a summer internship here. And I was like, no way. You know, like they only I thought like only two kids get this summer internship. And they're like, yeah, you're one of them. You know, we read we reviewed your book, which um, which was great credibility. Who knew what to turn around for that? You know, people still mention it that you're a licensed real estate agent. You know, you have a basic understanding of programming. Um, and you, uh, you obviously have a clear drive in um, real estate because I just started my real estate. You know, I put everything on that resume. I'm like, hey, man, this is what it is. You know, you like it? Great. You don't like it? Go fuck yourself. Um, and uh, and they're like, you got the internship. And then the next day, I get a phone call from uh, the vice president of Arizona Ice-T. He's like, hey, um, 
you met one of the guy's wives in the office and you told them you're starting a drink and she gave us your phone number. Do you want to meet the owner? And I was like, the owner of Arizona Ice Tea? Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, he's a billionaire and he's a killer. Um, he started this from nothing. So I go into Arizona and I meet him and he's like, hey, you're a great kid. You want to learn from me? I was like, yeah. You know, and uh, both starting dates fell on the same day. So I called Goldman. I was like, man, I'm sorry, but uh, I got to deny. I got to decline. You know, I got to go on to my real what I really want to do. You know, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, did like, wow, they were taken back and uh, they gave it to a girl. And um, I don't think she even knows that is because of me that she got that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to I want to call her and be like, you're welcome. put that on air, you're right? Welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> but she got the internship and now she works there. She works at Goldman. She makes a great salary, 110000 a year, I heard. Um, starting and, uh, and good for her man I'm really happy for her and I'm doing what I love you know being an entrepreneur trying getting up falling down um, I mean I'm killing it in one side you know and the other side just got went crumbling down but uh, but still you know it's okay you know it's part of life hell yeah man right couldn't agree more how much again did uh, Mr. Arizona make he makes oh, I don't remember what it was but I think it was like well over two billion dollars a year in sales no but himself remember didn't you tell he me made once? like a million a day he makes he makes a million a day personally something like that it was crazy I went I to his house working. bro he doesn't he own no. the great Gatsby house he loves it bro something I think it is but it's crazy house in Sands Point but yo he loves it dude and that what that shows you know like when you have passion for something yeah. yo that guy goes into that office every day and he's humble you know um he has his shorts on, you know, his boating shoes, tall guy, and he's just like loves his business. He's obsessed with it. And that's hence the success, you know. Um, it's insane. For Good real. For him, man. Seriously, you know, self-made man. He started with nothing. Um, and I hope one day people say the same thing about me. You know, I hope I hope I die working. You know, I hope <laughs> I, uh, I don't stop, but I hope I'm happy with what I'm doing. I, I will be, you know. Hell yeah. So how do you keep your sanity with all of this going on? How do you, like your day-to-day -day operations, right? Like how do you keep yourself energized? So, you know, we're a health and fitness podcast for the most part. And when it comes down to this biological being, it doesn't change amongst the person and what they're doing. So some things might take a toll. Some things might be spared, like sleep and nutrition and exercise. Do you feel like that happens during your your business ventures that's and so accurate frank it's it's crazy because a year and a half ago i started having heart problems you know my chest um I'm like i'm fine you know like uh, mentally i am good but my body started shutting down on me um and uh and i start going to the hospital and start going to see doctors all the time for my problems um and uh and i was they're like you got to change your lifestyle kid you're, you're 21 you know this makes no sense to us and um i was like okay you know, I will. I'll figure it out. So uh, I thought it would be fitness, but that was kind of, I, I'm up and down. I'm not consistent like you guys, Justin specifically, the most consistent person I've met in my entire life. Um, I always aspire thank you, thank you. to be that consistent at something, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it, dude. You would wait every day. He would have to work out no matter what happened, you know, in that day, Justin would work out whether he died at the gym if he had to but, yeah. but it's inspiring so um because he has a real passion for it so uh i don't know man right now i'm in like the i i just finished with the party phase like two weeks two months ago i stopped wanting to party especially with this thing that just happened last week i have no um no desire to party whatsoever you know mm -hmm. i'm like devastated but i think you know just meeting new girls i don't want a girlfriend 
You know, I, 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 I wanted you to say it first, <laughs> but I just, Alon is such a ladies' man. Oh. oh my God. If he can have just lady after lady, after lady <laughs> it's so funny and I fucking love it so much because he just plays with it. Like, he if, would yell at me. He used to yell at me, Justin. Cause yeah, it's cause it's a problem. Well, it's not a problem, but it's just it's uh. It could be a problem. It could be a problem, but it's he. Been a problem. You know what? You know why it's fun for Alan <laughs> because if he meets a girl who's very genuine and very cool, like uh, I know who you're gonna say. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you can say your first name. No one's gonna fucking know. Like Alexa. Uh huh. Um, past tense. Yeah, she, like she was genuinely cool, and you really did like her, and, and you kept her around for a while because she was really cool. Things obviously didn't work and out. And my ex girlfriend Marissa. And your ex girlfriend Marissa, of course, but. What you like to do a lot is just get these girls just for short term yeah. and just you, you put on like a character and you have fun with it. And I see it and it's so fun because it's like it's like being an actor where you have to it's a challenge to try and get a different yeah. genre of a girl and be someone else. And it's like it's just for fun. Like some people might think it's me, but listen, both parties are winning. OK, it's not like she she doesn't want to be there. OK, so yeah. both parties are winning. And it's a fun, says that. It's <laughs> a fun game. No, because someone might listen to this big. Like, oh, my God, this fucking this yeah. guy is he's a, a pig. He's a pig. Yeah, or like, which I'm not at all. Yeah. You know, I never I never oh, try anything. Of course not. Always a gentleman, man. I never try. You know, Overly like, sensitive women will not understand this. So yeah. just pardon yourself from this part of the podcast. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's it. But, but yo, I, I love it. I I mean like I don't know it was like six weeks ago I was talking to like six girls at the same time. <laughs> See, this is what I mean, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. It's its own job. He would come man, to me and be like, too much. he'd like. <laughs> I remember specifically so many nights I'm laying in bed and he would just open like knock on the door, open, come in, sit on my bed and just like talk to me about like girls and he's like, ah, oh, but this girl and I'm having so much trouble balancing them right now and she's telling me this one and, and it's yo so I had one girl <laughs> surprise me at my house on a Tuesday night the other one told like my brother she's like hey is he home I'm gonna come and surprise him I was like do not open the door I was like and under any circumstances do not let her in this house and he, he did it <laughs> you know but oh, uh damn. but that, I feel like that's kind of a balance you know I'm, and yo you know what you know what the funniest thing about it I'm so honest like hey are there any other girls in your life yeah there are that's this, key. Yeah. this is who they are. I'm sorry. I don't want a relationship. I had a relationship for over three years. I was madly in love with the girl and it went crumbling down. Um, and I don't want to feel like that again at this age, you know, maybe when I'm 30. Um, so I don't want a girlfriend. So, yeah, I'm seeing another girl, you know, and this is this is who she is. Here's our Instagram. You want to talk to her, you know, and uh, and let them talk if they want to. But it's honest. And, and I feel like they like that, too. You know, the honesty. They definitely well, because there's do. no harm too. you're not like you're not forceful. I remember a lot of times you come in, you're like, yeah, nothing happened. She didn't want to. So That's nothing it. happened. I was like, oh, okay. I wouldn't even try. You know, I'd, I'd feel it out, the situation. I'd be like, no. Like, I, sometimes I'm just like, no. You know, I'm really not. I have too much going on in my mind. A lot of, oh, I have like a few girls in my life that are like, you're fucking weird, man. Like, you know, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, you don't get it. I'm you unique, know? bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, there's just too much going on right now. Like, I need to focus. Like, I need to work. I always put that first, you know, even. Okay, man. It ruined my relationship with one girlfriend, you know, uh, at a few years ago because it was just work 24-7. But, hey, when you have that vision, like nothing could get in the way. I have to, yeah, no girl's worth it. Because you, in order to change and to develop as an individual yourself and be better and more compatible, you need that time to discover yourself at an early age and to develop yourself. And then it's like they're actually, you're actually doing a disservice to whoever you're with by 
stunting your development, to stunting your progress as an individual so that you could flourish later on with whoever you're with. Exactly. Instead, it's like, all right, we put a cap on me and I started making sacrifice after sacrifice and started cutting off limbs. And now at this point, all I have is a foot for you for the rest of my life. Like we don't have capacity to do anything more. That's it. And, know, and I like to travel too. Like you guys, of course, love to travel. Um, I, I think I think mini trips are key for me. You know, three days, four days. Turn off my phone. Don't talk to anyone. Come back. I'm back at it. Dude, paramount. The top. That is the most important thing besides sleep. I, I could travel for sanity. Just, Just mini getting trips. away from yeah, your mini routine, trips. man. Like even what we did for a day, it wasn't even that much. And it was so it was such concentrated positivity. We went on a bear mountain hike for a day. That's we awesome. talked about on here and like there was nothing like crazy about the day. It was the fact that we just didn't do anything besides stay in the moment. That's awesome. And like just try to not even try. That was the best part. We just we went with our instinct. And then throughout the day just did whatever the fuck we wanted. Oh, where do you want to eat? Oh, the bear burger right there. Let's go to a burger place. Like Boom. we didn't plan it out. It was just like go, 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 go. And then when the yeah. day was and over, of course, it's, like, it's oh, a beautiful I have a cell hike, phone. So you're in nature. Yeah. You're exploring. You're in somewhere you've never been before. And Justin, yeah. I, I wanted to tell you this like 10 days ago. I completely forgot. Um, I shut off Instagram for like two weeks at a time every month now. You know, I yeah. delete the app. So I don't, you know, I'm off. I delete uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. Um, <laughs> two keep, weeks. Keep Bumble, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks every month? Two weeks of every month. I shut it off. So a lot of people DM me and they're like, you're not answering my DMs. And they call me. I'm like, hey, man, you know, it's my break from social media. It's so toxic. You know, uh, I, I'm going to get into content creating maybe in like two, three years from now, become like a Gary V style. Um, mm -hmm. you I know, remember you were telling me you want to start doing that. But when it when the time comes, you know, because when, the, when you're ready, it's like all in, you know, so uh, it, at least for me with with that, you know, so um, until then, I, I need these breaks from social media. It's so, you know, it's so much everyone what they're posting, keeping up with it. And then you, you get into that cycle where like you check it in the morning. You know, and it's like, that's I'm a, I'm a like, big component of not doing that. I remember you would do that all the time. It's a big and I'd problem. always tell you, like, dude, like, when you wake up, like, an hour, just don't yeah, go on it. Least. I'm a big component of that. I then I change into headspace, you remember? And Yeah, you I got me into that. You got me into meditating. Yeah, yeah, you got me into meditating. One day I'm like, sit down with me, and like, this is fucking <laughs> stupid shit. Because <laughs> we're both sitting at the edge of his bed, hands on, on our knees, and we're like, silent, and just like this guy speaking to us, and I don't know. I thought you it was just so stupid. You can't. You got to be alone. Well, it went great. I have the picture on my Instagram post post meditating. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of you me do. and you. And then it was great. You know, and Justin got into it. And um, it's really good, actually. I recommend it to everyone. No, I totally agree. It's just when you're trying something new like that with, with a guy, with one of your just friends. sitting next to each like, other. Wow, who's going to laugh first? Bro, I would do it in the Hofstra parking lot in my car. And like a group of like, you know, soccer girls would go by. And I swear one day I saw it on Snapchat. This girl's like, look at this fucking weirdo. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm the weirdo, man. But you know what? One thing Justin told me too is like, yo, fuck everyone, what they think, whatever. When we were vlogging, when he he would, uh, he when he just started getting into vlogging and everyone would look at us and stuff and... um. You know, it got eventually stopped caring. You yeah. know, like, that's a big part of when you film and you're out in public. You you can't. If you're worrying about people looking at you, dude, you're not going to yeah. get anything done. And your Nothing done. Trash. Mm -hmm. I think that's a key part of of who I am today, and I have to thank Justin for that to make me thank you. really not care about what people think about me, regardless of what I'm doing. You know, An another time that that happened was uh, when we both had uh, testicular torsion. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we were <would> fucking <laughs> screaming at the hospital. And you're just like, I don't care. I'm in so much pain right we now. both had it? We, he him had and it I, first. Him and I go back and forth. Like, I'll get it. Then he'll get it. Then we like we call each other every time. Like, dude, I have it again. It hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, testicular. You? Hold on, testicular torsion for those people listening is when a testicle, and it happens a lot in males who play sports, uh, or it could happen when you sleep. Happened to me at the Very, gym. So your one testicle will just you. turn 180 oh, degrees, so the tube twists up, and it is so Yo, fucking painful. Oh my god! And it's like, okay, so you know what it's Can like? Can you manually twist it back? So, so listen, yeah, you don't try know which, it, bro. yeah, but you don't know I'm which. Right, way. I'm wondering. So listen, know. let me explain to you. I'm gonna ex- get very in detail here. Yeah, let's go. So everyone, get ready. We're I want you to picture a nice ball sack, right? So when you get kicked in the nuts, it hurts, right? Extreme pain. Take that pain, and it doesn't go away for 24 hours. It's just there. Imagine that. And now you just said, can you twist it back? A, you don't know if it to go to lefty Lucy or righty tighty. All right. You don't know which way to go. <laughs> oh, and no. B, if you touch oh. your sack. Oh my God. It is. You're, so this is me walking. Uh, f- oh, for those of you, just watch on YouTube because we're on YouTube, Young Minds Podcast. When you have the torsion, A, you stand like this the whole day. <laughs> Yo, you're walking out to see Justin standing like <laughs> just that. Just spread stand eagle like this, standing right? leaning. And then w- this is walking. <sighs> Don't let the legs rub. It is horrible. Full 24 hours. And for some reason, him and I, we go back and forth. Like, I'll get it. He'll get it. Hey, man. I, it some points, I just want to... I'd rather... It's always my right testicle. I'd rather I'd rather have one ball. I'd literally rather have one ball than ever feel that pain again. That's how bad it is. Oh. But, yo, when you have it, you... Yo, I'll be butt-ass naked and, like, <laughs> run around the hospital. Like, yo, please, somebody help me. You know? Just rub <laughs> Novocaine on your nuts. Like, <laughs> you don't even care. No, you just, like, I'm in so much pain. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, guys. it's an issue. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt that because this sounds rude. You will, you will, <laughs> you will. Good. We'll Good make sure of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hang around you guys enough. I'll catch it. I swear, it. I feel like it's I like caught contagious. it from him. I never heard of it before. <laughs> One day, fucking torsion at the gym. I'm like, you told me to get into this whole fitness thing. <laughs> no, it, it's not gonna no, happen. Okay. Don't you guys worry. But yeah, I love that. Um, I love the drive. And the moving forward and the, and the progression and the hard work, but then also realizing, like using meditation to calm down sometimes, getting off the social media to calm down sometimes, because some people don't do that. And then you develop these huge problems of anxiety and depression and uh, just panic attacks. Yeah. You know, and I know you've been there before. So now it's 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 very beautiful to, to implement these things that you're doing. Definitely. That a lot of people would be like, you're not on Instagram for two weeks every month. I, I wouldn't do that. And it I, blows I wouldn't be able my to do mind. That. It blows my mind that the people that ask that are just on it socially, just like oh, I'm doing this for me, just because I want to be. Yeah, on Yeah, they're not like a like a, for a, me an, if, an influencer, dude. If it had nothing to do with this podcast, if I didn't have this podcast and I didn't have like anything that I want to do on my own entrepreneurial, then I would not even have an Instagram. I might be a spectator. I wouldn't be posting, dude. I'd, I had a seventy thousand customer user base just off of Instagram. It's you know? ridiculous, man. How much these people care about. Just the social status of Instagram, not just not the utility, the yeah. social status. Like, how can I manipulate people's perception of me and create this positive view of me? Even though I'm not working on myself, I'm just working on my image on this screen. That the desire to amplify that, amplify that, uh, <laughs> is a little much. And it's like, you know, that just goes to show the mental dis- the mental illness that we have as a generation just right. the way that we're looking at things and we're not really taking into account the fact that this is so detrimental to our a well-being lot, a lot of people are like what are you doing when you're not on and i was like you know a living. Um, <laughs> you need you need to read you know you like i as as much as some people don't like to read um then download audible you know and listen to audiobooks it's it's so key you know learning is everything um 
I, I, I really do owe what I have going on right now to the endless learning that I can't give to Hofstra University. You know, Hofstra gave me connections. You went there too? Uh, I went to Hofstra. You nice, went to Hofstra? Nice. Yeah, for both. I did undergrad and grad. Nice. So I got, actually did my undergrad in management and marketing. So I did double major. Then I got my MBA in quality management. Wow. So with master in business. Have not been taught once how to start a business. Wow. At all. Pay taxes, never. None of that. Not Nothing. Look, it's at all. It's it's you know you know what it is. It's also the professors. Like I had a handful of professors that went to school their whole lives. You know, and became doctors yeah. and then became professors. And then I had a handful of professors which I definitely, um, I definitely think it was a great idea that Hofstra hires them. And I'm still in touch with a few of them. Like one of them was one of the founders of Microsoft, low key. You know, and he's real life experience. Another one is um, the CMA, CMO of uh, this company, uh, Buzzfile in Manhattan. And they would come into class every day and drop real knowledge. Like, yo, this is what happened today at work. This is what it is. You know, what do you guys think? How could we go about this? What's your thoughts? Wrong, right, boom, boom. You know, like real entrepreneurs. So yeah. I would try and only stick with those professors as the years went on um, and not, you know, walk into fucking Miss uh, Miss Smith's uh, art history class. And, you know, I'm an art fanatic and she yeah. would try and, you know, come at me. Um, you know, my worst grade is in art history. It's a B. And uh, and I'm an art fanatic. You know, I should have blew away. She didn't like how... Uh, she didn't like the style of art that you like? Yeah, like the pop art, urban so art. stupid. Dude, Salty art bitch. is subjective. She was a real renaissance woman, and I would try and appreciate it, but I was like, hey, you know, I don't see this the way you see this. And she's like, well, you're seeing it wrong. And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation ends here. Yeah. That's like, uh, I was I, like, all right, well, go fuck yourself. What'd you say? No, nothing. I said I love your art. <laughs> you know, I, I fresh sophomore year, when I met Alexa, um, I was in this writing two class. And uh, this guy, I mean, he looks up every student that, well, that's in, in his class. And he's like, oh, like we have Like social media looks up and just like... Everything. And he's oh, like, wow. oh, we have an author in the class, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I was like, great. You know, and there's nobody else that's an author and uh, in this class. And he's he calls me out and I stand up and he's like, so I'm going to grade you twice as hard. I was like, hey, I appreciate that challenge. You know, let's do it. And um, I love challenges. You know, I see them like, thank you. You know, like, let's go. And... Um, and he, uh, you know what he did? That was really messed up. He uh, he didn't like me, and he gave me he gave me like a B plus in that class, and he gave kids that didn't deserve it an A over me, um, because I was an author. He would like mock me on some things. He'd be like, "Well, the author thought this and this," and I'm like, "Yo, dude, seriously? Mm. You know, like okay, mocking and stuff, but don't affect my grades, you know, because of that." So yeah, it's, it's like you. I think that that was another reason. Like you, you know you. Everything's relationships, you know. If yeah. you if you walk in, if I walked into another guy's class, he didn't know I was a a fucking author, and uh, I brought him in, you know, a fucking bag of money or something the first day, or like brought him in, I don't know, something he liked. He'd probably be boys with me and clear me with an A, you yeah. know. Nah, that is so true. Because everything in life is all about your relationships, you know. Like there's no there's no free pass with things unless you know somebody then there's there might be a free pass that's it you know it's just like no how can I, how can you possibly get that opportunity it's like oh you know somebody most of the time you know somebody or you networked correctly you're not just granted that not like oh, i was born into a networked family if you put forward the effort and you show people the respect that you want you would like i mean that's key to networking right like i can't explain to you i can't uh explain enough how much how much it's affected my life like just networking with the right people going to places where you find people who are like-minded and you just express yourself you show them the utmost respect 
for them and what they do and you'll get that shit back you're so right i'm i'm going to manhattan all the time now every week and i go to these events for uh real estate people right and sometimes there's billionaires there and you know i'm straight up man it's like you know i open homeless shelters you know i don't have a thousand units um this is what i do these are my returns you know they're tremendous compared to most people i'm helping a lot of people you know it's also extremely stressful when you get into this business because if you don't make things happen in an orderly fashion people sleep in the streets you know, and you have to take that responsibility, um, which is a new stress I've had in my life since we haven't been as close as we used to that. I would love to show you, um, you know, the houses and what's going on. Um, but, hey, they, they print money, you know, like they make so much money, but you're doing something good. So you got to sacrifice some profits to really help people. And so you're providing them with something they don't have elsewhere. Like I have a washer dryer in my house. I have three sets of living rooms in one of my homes um, and I have a. I have like top tier furniture. These are amenities that homeless people have never had before. You know, like they walk in, they're like, oh my God, we can wash our clothes. You know, uh, there's cable for free. You know, like we, cable, you know, like Wi-Fi. Um, It's like, yeah, guys, this is your home now. You know, and and they never want to leave. So I have a waiting list to get in, Um, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm building a model now. I just got started and now people are starting to invest. And I'm opening more, you know. So, uh, so these billionaires in Manhattan are like, "Holy shit, kid! You have a serious competitive advantage." Uh, these are returns that nobody's seeing in our industry, um, and you're doing it in a rental. You know, like you're collecting rents every month by doing this. This is crazy. So they want to just they they're like, "Take our money," you know, and uh, and that's where I'm at right now. You know, Moving beautiful forward. man. Fuck Ramplify. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so no, too awesome. soon. Too soon. Nah, joke. So I want to start wrapping this up. Um, one final question. Okay. What, where do you see, the typical question, where do you see yourself 10, 15, 20 years? Like, is there a vision? Is there a Alon Avgi legacy that you dream of? Everything I'm doing is to build that legacy. You know, uh, as much as people talk shit about Trump, um, whether you like him or you don't, he built something incredible, you know, and I'd love to be seen as someone that's built something, you know, amazing. Uh, that owns skyscrapers in Manhattan, that's helped thousands of homeless people, that's a big philanthropist and really doesn't see money, you know, as uh, as his main objective, but more so um, the empire is built and how it's affecting all the lives of everyone involved. Sweet. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sweet, man. So uh, plug, plug your social, plug your book, any companies you want to plug out that... Go ahead. At Alan Avgi on Instagram. Uh, drop a follow comment on the most recent picture yep, and you. expect every two weeks every, expect two weeks of every month that there's no posts gone um, you know I might I might start uh, start mentoring I don't know yet if that goes if that happens um, I'd love to uh, help anybody that's interested in becoming an entrepreneur um, in the mind of a young entrepreneur written by Alan Avgi and Michael Gentili a friend of mine um, you can find that on Amazons and Barnes and Nobles uh that's really it. I mean, uh, shout out Young Minds Podcast for having <laughs> right. me here. Yeah, this is really cool. I really appreciate you coming down. I know you have a busy life now, but uh, it's really been a pleasure hearing your story. Never and some busy things I didn't even uh, know about you. The the beginning where you started, I didn't know that. It's I can't wait to stuff. show you everything going on now. You know, um, and uh, and I'm so happy to help you guys with this in any way I can. You know, hell yeah, man! Just being here. Yeah, I appreciate that's it. That, just man. just your words, just conversation. Dude, that's all we need on, from you. Bringing on young minds like yourself with diverse ideas and you know just putting faith back in our generation the way that i think 
the older generations look at us, maybe think that we're a little naive, that we're immature, that we don't really understand. And it's cool hearing hearing from people like yourself, you know. Thank you so much. Crushing with people who are 35, 40, 50, have no idea the things that you understand, that you've learned from grassroots, which is fucking phenomenal. So there's faith in the younger millennial generation. So with that being said, we are wrapping this up. Thank you for listening. We love and appreciate all of you. Um, If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast app, uh, just go to our profile, scroll all the way down. There's five stars. Make sure to hit that five stars, leave us a review, and you can also comment a review. Let us know what you think of us. Uh, it better be good, otherwise we're sending a lawn to your house. Uh, remember, he's a really good wrestler. He'll fuck you up. And look at his serious face. And and that's it. Till next time, guys. All Peace right, guys. out. Bye. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah!